This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Hey guys, brand new podcast. Do you hear the tree frogs? We are in rural Alabama. It's me and Leanne. I just swallowed a fly. If I throw up, it's because of that. And it's beautiful out here. This is our third, technically our third week of vacation this summer. Correct? Yeah. And then we have one more vacation. And then I'm back on the road, Philadelphia, July 27th at the Met. And then I'm riding my bike to Atlantic City, and then I'm staying at the Borgata, and I am uh, partying at the Borgata that night. So I don't know what night that is. I'm on the 27th. I ride the 28th. And the evening of the 28th, I'll be at the Borgata, Borgata partying. Hit me up if you want to party. <clears throat> My cousins will be there. I think we've got a bar there. I'm not certain how it's working out, but it should be a fucking blast. We're going to be at the Borgata the 28th. The 27th. <laughs> in Philly. I'm going to throw up. And and then the bike ride with Casey from the Preston and Steve show. Um, but the vacations have been awesome. I've been very lucky. The way the touring's worked out and Body Shots World Tour starts up again in September. There will be no vacations from September, October, November, December. I will be touring hard as fuck. Go to burtburtburt.com to get tickets. Any city I didn't go to in the in the winter, I will be coming to in the fall. But yeah, it is. it goes back in... in Full bloom. Speak of, speaking of touring, Daniel Sloss is my guest today, and he is touring hardy shit. Uh, he is, by the way, Two Bears, One Cave. New episode's up right now. Go check it out. Two Bears, One Cave. Your mom's house originals. Is that the branding, Tommy? 
Um, I don't. I, I know this is the episode that's going to get us in trouble. The next one's going to get me in trouble. This is one that's going to get us in trouble. Um, I think we're starting it up at two. We're going to one a week coming soon. I got to get home first. I'm home all of August, banging out podcasts, getting healthy, getting ready for the tour. But uh, yeah, Body Shots World Tour uh, tickets. I feel like I need new branding for that. I feel like I, it needs a part two or a uh, 2.0 or something. Do you know what I mean, babe? Yeah, sort of. Because like, I see Body Shots World Tour and everyone goes, oh, I've heard of that. They Didn't he do that already? I don't know. Well, he only did it in like half the country. So this is the other Oh, half. there's so many fucking bugs in my drink. Really? Oh, shit. Oh, that's just some protein. Oh, fuck. What kind of bugs? I have no fucking idea. By the way, that one that I, that one that I swallowed, I coughed up and was in my saliva, and I was like, ugh. It was no a huge... in your throat? No longer in my throat. I coughed it up. Mm-hmm. Her aunt heard me coughing it up in the hallway, yeah. and her aunt's asleep on the couch, and her aunt is just a very wholesome, good Christian Baptist woman, and just heard me, knows that I've been drinking at dinner, Heard me just hurling in a in a hallway and was like, I got up to the upstairs to make another drink. She was like, are, are you okay? And I was like, I swallowed a fly. Perhaps you'll die. So, the girls are fishing right now. Today's podcast is a precursor to the next podcast. Because I had Daniel Sauce. I've had Daniel Sauce on before. He's a, a UK comedian. Amazingly funny. Netflix special on Conan has like a viral video of he's made I think I want to say like 20,000 people break up by watching his special together uh, but he is amazing and we talk about doing a drinking podcast and he's like you know I'm here until Tuesday and I was in town I was like well fuck let's do one Sunday and so me him and Kai uh, god damn what was Kai's last name anyway you'll know you'll see it in the in the uh that's right on the tip of my tongue too. Kai, me, and Daniel do a, po- a drinking podcast the very next week. So that's the lead up. We drink. I'd never had a cider before. We drink ciders, but uh, that's the lead up. So you'll enjoy that one too. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hems, gentlemen. Listen to this ad. Trust me, I have had this problem my entire life. Premature ejaculation. The only reason I'm whispering is that my daughters are on the dock fishing, and I have. Always had this problem. But, you know, they say one in three men say they finish too quick. But that doesn't mean you got to be stuck as a three-pump chomp your entire life. I have always... Have I not always had that problem, babe? Uh, Yeah. I can't help it. I get in there and it's over. And they give you all these strategies. The squeeze technique, the, the uh, kegels, the stop-start. Hey, think of something else. Topical gels, creams, sprays. But as, I don't know if you've noticed, but those numb, those numbing ones, I've used them before. They numb the fun as well. I'm whispering only because my daughters are on the dock. Not because this is something to be embarrassed of. If you haven't tried it, go to forhims.com. It is the virtual prescription healthcare designed specifically for men. Who doesn't want to last longer? It's like the number one thing with having sex. It's like the longer I last, the bigger stud I am. And when you were like me, the first time I had sex, it was literally like, uh? And then she said, are you going to put it in? I was already done. I had, I'd lost my virginity to the mattress and her butt cheek. That's how bad I was. By the way, I haven't gotten better, do you think? A little bit. A little bit, but I think that's one of the things with premature ejaculation is you 
you want to put on a you want to you want to put on a good show the first time. You want to look good the first few times, and then once you get to know the person, then you're like, oh, okay, this is who I am. I'm not going to lie to you your entire entire career. Hims has prescription solutions to treat premature ejaculation. Ba- basically, it helps you last longer in bed without numbing your penis. No more false starts. No more wondering what the heck's going on down there. No more blowing a load and then going, uh, I think someone's breaking into our house. No more, oh, I, I should go check that. That's all over. You can get convenient, affordable prescriptions, connect to a doctor online who can evaluate you and help identify the right treatment for you. Best yet, if a doctor approves you, it can be delivered right to your door in discreet packaging. This means no more awkward in-person doctor appointments. This is the most awkward in person doctor appointment you could ever make so if you want to slow your roll and make the good times last longer go to forhims.com right now you my listener can get a special offer you can get started for just ten dollars go to forhims.com slash bert 10 get started that's how you get started i wonder why it's bert 10 that's forhims f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash bert 10 Prescription products are subject to a doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See the full website for safety and details. Go to 4 slash Bert10. That gets you started for just $10. Gentlemen, you don't want to miss this out. Trust me. Trust me. This podcast is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Now, I can raise my voice here because my kids are in whispering distance or in talking distance, but we love Blue Apron. Blue Apron changed our family immensely. It's, it's how we enjoy ourselves. It's, it's the reason that we all eat dinner together, and I believe it's the reason we're as close as we are as a family. And I say that honestly because before Blue Apron, we would just eat dinner all on the couch. But once we started Blue Apron, it was like, hey, guys, Blue A- we, we don't even call it dinner. We call it Blue Apron. Blue Apron's ready. And, and literally the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Will you open your phone? I can't. Oh, yeah. Um, literally the girls are uh, run into the kitchen and grab the Blue Apron. We have Blue Aprons for lunch sometimes. We have Blue Aprons for all our dinners, I'm only home like three days a week usually, and I haven't been home at all this summer. And nothing says summer's here better than Blue Apron's recent recipes. <laughs> the burgers. What was the burger we had the other night? It was a balsamic burger. It was delicious. It was outrageous. By the way, I had it without the dressing on it because I am trying to lose weight. Yes. And it was still fucking phenomenal. because the meat's really good. Say that again? Because the meat is really good. It's amazing because Blue Apron. I, I be, you know, I have a cooking show, obviously, that Blue Apron hasn't sponsored yet. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I consider myself a. I, I, I know I know how to cook, but man, Blue Apron has helped me figure out better ways to cook. We talk about fond once a week. Hey, I got some fond in this in this in this pan. Do you think we can pull up that fond? What would Blue Apron recommend? Leanne's like last night. She goes, probably a cream or a milk, some butter and some. Milk. That's uh, that's what we did in the recent one. Blue Apron helps make cooking at home a sustainable part of my re- weekly routine, and it could be yours too. Blue Apron has chefs design recipes, including amazing specialty sauces, premium ingredients. Oh my god, it flies on my shoulder. Oh shit. Oh shit. God damn it. Shit, that thing's on my fucking shoulder. What is 
It's a, I have no idea. I think it's a June bug. Let me see. What the fuck is it? Thank you. Anyway, the call to action, guys. <laughs> <laughs> to start making delicious, prag-worthy meals at home without a hassle, try Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Anyway, let's get the podcast started. Today's episode, you've seen him on Netflix if you're from the UK, you definitely know this guy. If you're from the United States of America, he will be hitting your city soon. We go through all his tour dates at one point in this podcast. You can find him at danielsloss.com. He is touring literally right now with Kai, who will be on the drinking podcast next week, which is a fucking burner. That's like a four and a half hour podcast. But this one is equally as great. You're going to love him. You've heard him on the podcast before. Ladies and gentlemen, today's birdcast, Daniel Sloss. Yeah, I like um, I like Instagram a lot. I think what happened was I had a, a little bit of a emotional breakdown. Yeah, when I got fired from travels. Well, I was about I I hadn't gotten fired yet. I just was doing I was doing a show that I had already been canceled, and I didn't know yeah, where it was going. And I I just felt like, well, what am I? Just a host? And like Burr and Rogan had said some stuff to me that leaned into. Hey man, you need to get the fuck away from Travel Channel. You're not going anywhere. Hi. And uh, I started doing a vlog, and I started enjoying shooting, editing, and creating content. Hi. And so that—that's why I like Instagram because I can shoot, create funny content or interesting content. Yeah. I, Twitter depresses the living fuck out of me. Yeah. Like I, I see stuff and I feel, I feel bad for people. Hi. Or I or I don't. Like a a a, per, a non- Twitter makes me hate the world. Instagram makes me hate individuals. Like, because uh, I find like is Twitter. Twitter, I make sure that like I've I've on Twitter, I've really tried to make a conscious effort to make sure that I'm not in an echo chamber. That I'm not just following. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 left leaning. Like I'm one of the, you know one of them. But I want to make sure that I follow right wing people because I'm told by the media that every right wing person is a Nazi, and I just think statistically that can't be true. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, d- that is the. <laughs> You know that is where my head is right now. Yeah, is like, I got when that kid got milkshaked. Andy, no, did you follow that? I didn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, so, the, the uh, right wing journalist by Antifa out in the Portland things. Yeah, I was, I was following that whole thing. I was following that too. And and so here this is, but I think this is as a comics brain because Segura yeah. and I were talking about this. You, I say to myself, that's fucking horrible, and I get outraged yeah. that that would happen to that kid. Then I go, hold on. Like, let's let's let let's as a comic, let's take it from the other angle. Aye. Like, what did he do? Well, I mean, and you, and you can't say that like when like Ray Rice hit his wife and and <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. now we're getting into the realm of <laughs> yeah. victim blaming, which is never great. And and and, and Stephen A. Smith goes, well, what, what does she say to him? Yeah yeah yeah. And you're like, that's a, doesn't matter. He, she could have said the worst thing. It still oh, it still doesn't. What just- does he do? <laughs> it's such a valid question when someone gets hit. But wait, hold on. Yeah yeah. Not that it justifies it, but I just need to know for the context. It's, it's it, a it, valid question with any man. Yeah. Like when any guy gets punched and you're like, oh my god, that's fucking horrible. Hold on, what did you do? Like. Uh, I do say that whenever Kai gets into a fight, I'm always like, "What are you?" Or whenever, and it's always something my mum says. Says I think it's a different generation of people. Like uh, now, if I ever got in trouble at school, yeah. my mum's whole thing is, "What did you do?" 
like what and if i if another pair it was never i was always instantly in the wrong if somebody else had spoken to me yeah. it was always right fuckhead i've just had a fucking phone call about you what did you fucking do and i'm like i did none of that shit yeah. what did you do what did you do whereas now they'll be like so the neighbors are making lies about you yeah your parents are on your side instantly for no fucking reason oh yeah the 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 uh i got slapped in the chest by a priest and uh like i was shirtless well, that makes okay. So, okay, and I hate to be the guy that goes, "What were you wearing?" But <laughs> I was shirtless. If you're shirtless in church, and he said, "You, Mister Chrysler, no, 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 no." Oh. After a pep rally, okay. you, Mister Chrysler, are an asshole, and he slapped me in the chest, dead across, like a wrestling move. Wow! And I, church has I, changed. Since I, I got way. hit. I was yeah. like outraged. Yeah. And my mom happened to be at the school because it was like a big pep rally. How old were you? Seven, seventeen. Okay. And I, and I, or maybe yeah, 17 probably. And my mom saw it and I was like, Father McGinn just hit me. Yeah. And my mom goes, what did you do? <laughs> and I went, he just hit me. And she goes, well, yeah, but he couldn't have hit you for no reason. Uh, he's a man of God, Bart. He's not going to, he's not going to hit you for no fucking reason. It's amazing. You can't even say that. Like, if, like, if, cause they, they were saying like, well, what did Andy know, no do to get hit? And then, and then I, and here's what sucks about the internet is like, you can't fact check anything, dude. Cause then you, cause there's so many people who put, there's so many people who put a different version of the story. That's why I do a similar thing to you, which is the second I see a story, I'm like, right. I want to find out what actually fucking happened as opposed to what the headlines say. Right. So from what I can work from the Andy thing is he was out there. Obviously there's a, the Antifa do not like his journalism uh, and his reporting. They don't think he's a real journalist because he spends from what I've gathered, he spends his time sort of, uh, sort of saying that certain things that are put out as hate crimes weren't necessarily hate crimes because it was just coincidence that it happened yeah. to trans people. And Antifa take that as him being against them. So then he's out filming amongst them, and then they start throwing milkshakes at him, and then crowd mentality, mob mentality. They take start that fun. down. We're going to get kicked off. Uh, I, yeah, Rogan, Rogan apparently can't play videos anymore because then people come in and they want your advertising. No oh. fucking bullshit. Oh, it's not. Oh, good. <clears throat> um. So, oh, I nice. just, Thank I just, you. regardless, I just don't think you get to. Also, the one thing that like is, uh, I just don't think you should hit someone that's walking away. Like, like, yeah, I you know, you're allowed, you're allowed to hit people that are in a fight. Like, if there's a fight taking place and you're in a fight, he's he's walking away from that. Even though I don't agree with his politics, which I do not agree with Andy's politics. Yeah, I, I still don't think you deserve to get punched in the fucking head. I definitely don't agree with his politics, and but I. I, I don't feel like cowards that. punch like that. Yeah, yeah, with your fucking with your mask on. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna stand up if you're going to stand up for what you believe if if you standing up for what you believe in involves punching someone, sure, I can get on board with that. Show your face though, otherwise you're standing up for nothing. That's where you know, and like, and once again, this is loaded politics right now. But that's where I lean into the Proud Boys because I go, those guys are being called racist, and and at the beginning they weren't racist mm. at all. They were just a group of fucking podcast listeners. That's all they were is podcast fans. Mm. It's like, no, it was no different than Death Squad. It was just podcast fans who all liked a guy who liked to troll people. And and so, but they show their face and you go, show your fucking face. If you're going to fucking stand uh, for your politics, show your fucking face. I mean, still just don't be a racist <clears throat> cut though. That, I would, uh, but the, but I mean, not to, I'm never going to sit here and try to defend the Proud Boys, but like yeah. they, I'm, I was a fan of Gavin McGinnis's for, 
years. Aye. He's a guy that started Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, then, but the thing is, you can be a fan of someone for ages. We live in a time now where you can be a fan of someone for ages and then they switch and they go absolutely batshit mental. Yeah. And you just go, oh God. I think it's now that we live in a time of uh, such fucking um, identity politics that it's just, nobody's allowed to be flawed anymore. Oh God. And, and, and except for Trump, he has won that battle in spades. Mm. The, I, I looked at the Democratic Party when they did the, whatchamacallit? By the way, I don't know anything about politics. Me neither. But I went through the thing. But let's discuss it nonetheless. Yeah, but yeah, but let's throw our, t- <laughs> yeah. let's throw our hat yeah, in the yeah. ring. This is exactly what the problem is with the world right now. So we don't know anything about politics. That being said. That, I have a platform all- <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is like, like you would never ever accept like you're going into a doctor. Hey, I'm not a doctor, but I think you need this type of surgery. Yeah. Well, I'll listen. Yeah, There's just would- a man that, wa- two men outside, outside the waiting room of the doctor's office. You walk in the doctor's is like hey we think we're gonna have to give you a uh, chemo aggressive chemo for like three months and then after that we'll start we'll check how it's going and then you come outside and it's just me and you outside. and we're not we're also just in there to visit the doctor yeah. we're like what do you say chemo he's full of shit you tried bacon yeah we like bacon and we have a friend he God. eats bacon doesn't have cancer coincidence i think not you know that's the fucking problem with my dieting is i hear so many people talk about dieting on instagram on podcasts mm. that i am so all over the fucking map because I don't, I don't know who to listen to anymore. Yeah, One guy goes he- heavy fat concentrated diet. One guy goes keto. One guy goes vegan. One guy says vegetarian. And yeah. it's and then have you tried heaps of cocaine? No, you know what really does work is Ambien. Is What's, towards like about six p.m. when you start feeling hungry. Oh yeah, take an Ambien and you go right to sleep. It's one of these legal American drugs. Oh yeah, it's just it's like a sleep drug, like Lunesta. Uh, I don't. I this is the as I will buy and do drugs from a man I've never met in a toilet. I've got no reason to know this man. I'm all I did was walk into a bar and say drugs, and he said I do those. I'll pay money for that and do those drugs without questioning his yeah. ethics at all. Anytime an American hands me an orange bottle of pills, I'm like, go fuck yourself. That's what killed Heath Ledger. Like I will not. The, that is. You know, that is, Ambien is what killed Heath Ledger. I bet it fucking is. It was I'm a not, combination I'm, of Xanax and Ambien. I am not, it's such an American thing, prescription fucking drug. For real? Oh, yeah, man, I will not, because here's the difference. In the UK, we have the NHS, where doctors will only give you drugs if they have to. Because the what? They're the not, what? Area? A, a, NHS. Oh, NHS. Uh, National Health Service, right? So yeah. we get free healthcare. So they will not give you any medicine that they don't think you need because it's coming out of the system's pocket. They're, they're, it's not a profit thing. Whereas here, because you're a profit-based healthcare system, they're like, hey, you want these. These are good for you. And you're oh, just like, and, you know, and you, then you get addicted to them. There's so much more prescription drugs out here than they there said, are anywhere else, in the, uh, especially in the UK. They said that's the problem with opioids is that there's money to be made. And mm. the guy that created fucking uh, the bat Oxycontin mm is a gazillionaire. Yep. He's like, I think he's an Asian guy living in Arizona and they just indicted him. Yeah, because his, cause he's he's one of the main reasons for the opioid that's all across America. Yeah. By the way, what I just said could be totally inaccurate, but that's so funny. Yeah. You guys, I love prescription pills. I had, a little, oh, I had a little problem with Xanax for a while. I, the, all that shit scares the fucking crap out of me. Really? Just, yeah, that's what got Heath Ledger. That's what nearly got fucking Eminem. Like, you always hear about it. And it's, again, as well, like, it's such a common thing over here. Like, yeah. we were at a 4th of July party yesterday, and just one of my friends was just like, hey, you want some, uh, I got some mu- muscle relaxers from, because uh, I got whiplash. Do you want some? And I'm like, no, a doctor gave you those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a doctor gave you those, not me. So I'm not. Oh. I'm not touching the drugs that a doctor. My favorite part of my wife getting, having birth, giving birth. 
We should get all these pain pills. What are, you, like, are you walking into fucking chemo lounges being like, hey, fuck it, I like this. This looks fun. Like, I'm I go not through, taking drugs that are not meant for I me. I used like, to go through our fucking medicine cabinet. Did you also get an epidural during her labor? Being like, <laughs> fuck it, two for one, family discount. They fucked up her epidural, so they had to give her fucking high-end Vicodins because she was in pain for like a month, and my wife doesn't like Vicodins. And I remember in our apartment, opening our medicine cabinet and checking the expiration date and realizing as if you were looking through your fridge going, Hey, we got to eat this steak. I was like, we got to kill these Vicodins. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Oh dude. It's, it's, just, but it's Vicodin also, but they're all just painkillers, aren't they? Yeah. They're all just painkillers. I, I, I've had, I've had a, I've had a couple run-ins with pills. I had a run in with. Uh, I know I'd be addicted to them. Like I, that's another reason oh, why I know I will. I've got an addictive personality. So easy. Man. I'm not touching those because the second I touch those, that's me. I'm that guy. I'm the ah, two before I go out, two before I drive a car, two before I crash into. I said to someone the other day because I, I had a problem. I fell off a waterfall and they that's got. The most, that's the most Burt Kreischer sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> fell off a. One my buddy, one of my buddies, is uh, was on a hunt in New Zealand. And had the same problem I have where you couldn't get rescued out of, rav- out of a ravine. Yeah. So I fell off a waterfall and I, I was ended up in a ravine and I had to climb my way out. Oh, dude, it was the worst pain I've ever been in my life. But they gave me Oxycontin. Why can you not? Cl- why can they not? Because just- there's, no, there's no way for a helicopter to land. So you just have to climb out the... Dude, I, I, can't, t- I can't tell you... I can tell you the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. I can tell you like the birth of Georgia was amazing yeah i was i was just everything was great uh, i can tell you the time i hit i had uh twenty dollars on 11 on a on cowhead's cruise and it hit on 11 and i went i can remember those feelings yeah, yeah. when i was i'd fell off the waterfall and then they were, they cut my dry suit off me and then they were like listen um they can't get a rescue chopper in here you're gonna need to crawl out and i couldn't move and i the idea of me getting 210 feet up yeah was so insurmountable i mean i can't, I can't it's like you know when people go i can't so i can't it, imagine i'm sorry, sorry just so i can get visual vision is this like a sheer cliff face that you're climbing or is it like just steep like what's the it what points, do you need to get out of at points it was so it was a waterfall in north carolina yeah and there was somewhat of a trail going down into the ravine because my crew had climbed but at points you had to repel at, uh, down yeah. and and at points, it was so steep, you had to like hold on to something. And so now I had to climb up it. And I think it was a fairly doable climb up. Yeah. But in the state I was in, I couldn't move my legs. My legs couldn't move much forward. Yeah. So I had to get on my hands and knees was the best I could do. Like a zombie with broken legs. And crawl. And I mean, my, my friends were just looking. They were, they were could do it. Yeah. And, but- and they couldn't help me. Right. And were, I, they were just already there, just texting your wife, being like, "It's all over, move on." I, my, it was. I'm, I, I remember that so vividly. You know when you go like, "This isn't fair," like, like almost like I, I can't, I can't really vocalize it. But then we're like, "You're gonna need to crawl, get yourself out of here." Yeah. And then I was like, "That's impossible." Yeah, but then just, I realized, I realized, oh, I don't have any choice at all. Yeah, and the yeah. first little walk up the hill, the first little walk, they had a guide there trying to help me get out. He like tried to help carry me and help me around court that first walk up the hill I, by the way it's, it's literally maybe like an eight foot stretch yeah. up at the very beginning that is at a very slight incline yeah i couldn't get up that was, what was your injury just i landed on my back and didn't break my back 
but contused the, I fell, fell, fell like 15 feet and I contused the muscles to the point where all the, it went all into my legs right. and I couldn't, couldn't move. My legs couldn't, weren't working at all. I couldn't move my, uh, I couldn't like lean forward. It was really bizarre. I ended up pissing in the bed that night. Oh, fun. Because I could, I got stuck in the bed. I couldn't get out. Oh God. So that's just a potential future that you could have just oh, lying in there. It was, oh. I was so, and I was scared because I thought maybe I broke my back or maybe I ruptured internal organs or Why? I was really scared, but my, but that just happened to my buddy. Now he went in and how do we get talking about this? Oh, oh so Oxycontin. Yeah. Oxycontin painkillers. I was saying to someone the other day, there's a fine line between my back hurts yeah. and I don't want to read a book to my daughter. Hi, uh, and so you go fucking oxy will make that doable my I wife see. killed the oxys we were about to go on a camping trip camping yeah i was like okay i can get through the camping i could i was taking an oxy i was taking an oxycontin uh every six hours and a viking and and a and a, and a uh uh muscle relaxant uh not viking not ambien not uh what's the old school one not oh, Quaalude. Qu is the only, again, all these legal shit that I will not go anywhere I, fucking name. Yeah. Tramadol I did, uh, Tramadol once. What's Tramadol? Tramadol is like a heavy, heavy fucking uh, painkiller. It's one of the ones that gets abused in the uh, UK. Uh, the only reason I had it was like I had um, just this fucking brutal throat infection. It was just I couldn't swallow. I couldn't chew. It was just in a lot of fucking pain. And... Uh, then uh, my uh, agent had uh, some uh, some tramadol. She had surgery, and she was like, "This will help with the fucking pain." And I took some, and then about two hours again. I've never done like fucking yeah, legal yeah. painkillers and stuff all the time. I wake up about two hours later, and my throat is literally closing. Right, like my airwaves are fucking closed, and I'm just like. So I'm reasonably like, ah, and there's no noise to me. My throat is closed. I'm like, okay, what I, at this point in time, what I have to do is I have to go fucking phone an ambulance for myself because I'm, I've got about what, two minutes before yeah. it all goes dark. Yeah. So I walk out, I walk out there and I start dialing 999, which is the number. And then I realize my throat's fucking closed. Like you can't phone the police. Uh, so the ambulance for yourself, I'm just be like, ah, 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 ah. Like I'm some fucking sick pervert just phoning the NHS to <laughs> masturbate down the fucking phone to them. They're yeah. like, okay, sir, goodbye. <laughs> Hang up and I'm just choking to death like a kinky bitch. And eventually like get out there. So my plan is to just text every number in my phone book. Hey, my throats are closed. I'm about to pass out. Put myself in the recovery position just by the front door. Yeah. In the hopes that they'll just be able to fucking come in there. Uh, fortunately, I got outside too. My friends were in the house and they saw me and they were like, why are you fucking purple? That's the best Barney the Dinosaur impression we've ever fucking seen. They managed to get it to the point where it sort of calmed down and managed to get my sort of airways open. Everything was obvious. I didn't die, so spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, spoiler. Yeah, but that was just, uh, that was the one time I've ever gone near well, the legal Did you have an allergic reaction? Don't know what it was. I'll never touch a legal fucking drug again. Whereas you could pull a bag of any powder out your back pocket. I'll be like, I mean, I'll see what it is. Dude, there was the comic in, um, in New York. I, I, I apologize. I don't remember his name. He's, he was a very successful up and coming, meaning like he was, he was writing on shows. I think he was show running. Um, uh, and he was in Mexico and he took what he thought was Molly yeah. and died. I actually, I did not remember his name. I heard this story fucking last week, but yeah, that sounds, uh, and, I, and I, I was thinking about that the other day. How many times I just put pills in my mouth, didn't Aye. know what they were. Just trusted people. Just yeah. trusted people. I, we, <coughs> we had my buddy's bachelor party in Atlanta. This is in, uh, right when I started stand up by 99, 8, 98, 99. 
I mean, we're, and my buddy's really into black chicks. So, right. and and he's, he's he's a white guy, but he's got a lot, a lot of black friends too. So we just went to black strip clubs. So like uh, Magic City or whatever. Right. I, I, and so, but we had a tour bus. Outcast had just come out with, uh, uh, what's that fuss? Everybody moved to the back of the bus. Rosa Parks. Yeah. So we all take ecstasy. We all get ecstasy, yeah. right? We all take ecstasy. We all go in. I go into the bathroom, and then all of a sudden, everyone starts falling, collapsing, and, pa- and passing out. And they start moving. That album's playing, and they're moving bodies to the back of the bus. And I walked into the bathroom and had a <laughs> pray, <laughs> straight talk to God moment where I was yeah. like. And not, and not even just one God, all of them. You're oh. like, hey, all of you listen up. Whichever one saves me, that's the team shirt I'm wearing for the rest of my life. Fucking, and I, and the Even next- if it's Thor, one of the fucking old school ones, whoever comes up and saves me in this scenario. God. Odin, where are you? Yeah, yeah, call, yeah. I've done a. I've been. Uh, I've never had uh, my worst experience on illegal drugs was. Uh, we all got spiked with acid when we were in Benidorm. And in where? Uh, in Benidorm. So Benidorm's like uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just the scummiest part of Spain. And the reason it's the scummiest part of Spain is it's because where all the English go on their holidays, right? Oh. So it's like this part of Spain where like all the. All these Brits eventually move over there. They get too fucking sunburned. And then these are the Brits that complain, complain about immigration without any level of self-awareness. Is so, this is this like Sexy Beast? It's, was Remember the, Sexy Beast? No. With Ray, uh, with, oh, you never saw Sexy Beast? No. Oh, it's such a great British movie. It's such a great British movie. Who's in it? Uh, Ray, fuck. Google Sexy Beast. Uh, you know who's in it is... Uh, Rich Sir, the Sir Richard, Sir Richard Branson. No, 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 the guy who played Gandhi. Fucking, I've no idea. You've never it, seen Sexy Beast? No, never. Oh, what's the guy's name? Ray. What's his name? What's the name? Of Halston. <laughs> that makes sense. I've never heard. I just to me when you started saying shit. Right now, everyone's fucking punching their iPhone, going hmm. Bert. Let him tell his fucking story. <laughs> Fuck sexy beast. He was just about to talk about a bu- black Ray Winston, Ray Ben Winston. Kingsley, oh. Ian McShane. I've not seen it. I'll fucking get into it. It is so Ben Kingsley. Yeah, delivers what can only be referred to as an awe-inspiring depiction of a gangster. Like an okay, he gives one of the most amazing performances i've ever seen to the point where i I've could never quote fucking it. heard of this movie are you serious I've never heard of it it is so good ray winston's an old uh old uh safe cracker he's oh, like yeah. a gangster and he gets away from it him and his best friend uh go to spain and his wife their yeah. wives go to spain to get out of the business yeah and ben kingsley's in love with his best friend's wife and comes down to tell him hey you got one more job for ian mcshane yeah, you yeah. got to go back to Whatchamacallit, and they, I, I, I'm not going to ruin spoiler. it. Okay. It's so fucking good. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get onto it fucking immediately. This is, this is the, can you play this? Put the sound on. This is the trailer for Sexy Beast. It is so, fu- this isn't going to do it justice. One man's woman. One man's heaven. Is another man's reason. Ben Kingsley's fucking amazing in this. Meet Don Logan. This is also the most American trailer. No, I'm not going to put it out. And you're definitely retired. Yeah, well, so am I. 
You're needed in London this Friday. A bit sudden, isn't it? It's not sudden. Preparation, preparation, preparation. It is insanely good. When I think of all the birds you could have had, you had to pick a dirty DD. This doesn't even do it justice. All right, cut it out. I want to hear your bad drug story. Fucking, but well, this but, is part that, of Spain. But yeah, but that looks like a classier version than what I'm describing. Okay, like Benidorm okay. is this place where the reason we all went is because it's like we're the... I, I don't know what the American equivalent of it. It's not. It's not even. It's not even Miami because I imagine there's some places in Miami that has class. Benidorm is just. It's. Uh, you're drinking on the streets. You can buy drugs on the street. The reason you go out there is just because it's hot weather. It's cheap fucking booze. The locals hate the Brits because the worst of Britain goes over there. So we were like, let's absolutely be part of that. So we go out there. It's about fucking. I think there's about seven or uh, I think there's about six of us out there. Me and my guy friends, all comics, and we're having the time of our goddamn life. We're uh, getting horrifically on it, and about later on in the night, it gets to about one in the morning. We've done coal, we've done pills, we've done Molly, we've done all this stuff, and we're in this bar. And then there's this Dutch guy, and he's just and we're all mullered, and he just turns around and he, to Kai and he goes, "I hate Muslims. Do you hate Muslims?" Oh, no, he says it's me first. He goes to me. He's like, "I hate Muslims. Do you hate Muslims?" And I was like, "What?" And he goes, I hate Muslims. Do you hate Muslims? And I'm like, man, I've met like six of them. Like, and there's a billion. So like, I've not, I've not done enough research to firmly cut. Like, I'm going to go off the bat and say like, no, like I don't. But yeah. like, I've, I, I, and I was just so mad. I'm like, nah, no, I think they're all right. Like I don't, it's yeah. not the conversation I want to have on ecstasy at two in the morning. Yeah. So he turns around to Kai and says to Kai, oh, I hate Muslims, you hate Muslims. Now Kai's wife is, uh, is she's uh, half Scottish, half old man. So her mother's- Half um, a man? Half old man. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. No, no, half a man. Half Scottish, half a man. And yeah. I went- Half Omani. Oman, Oman. God, I'm yeah. a dumb American. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's also, I like saying it that way all the time. They're like, she's half a man. <laughs> uh, so she says it to Kai and Kai's immediately like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You fucking racist piece of shit. So the Dutch guy's like, no, 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 didn't mean anything by it. I'll buy you a bunch of shots. And then this must have been what none of us paid attention, but we found it. Saw so security footage the other night of him pouring uh, just all these fucking, in uh, these shots, this stuff, this stuff that none of us paid attention. So we all do this shot and then it's about, I'm going to say about 25 minutes later, we're all outside and we're watching fucking Rory McDonald fight uh, Robbie Lawler through the, t through the window on the TV oh UFC. Oh and just God. their faces start melting off, right? Their face, like in that fucking bit in Indiana Jones, his face starts melting off, all the faces start melting off, all the buildings suddenly catch fire around me and nobody is screaming. And I'm just sat there going... <laughs> I don't think this is ecstasy. Like I've done ecstasy before. This is fucking weird. I'm looking at my phone. The screen's all moving around. I'm like, right, okay, this is, I've, and, I tell, and everyone, look around at everyone else. They all seem fine. They're all laughing. And I'm just like, oh, maybe I'm just having a bad reaction. Like I don't, I don't want to be the person being like, hey guys, I'm freaking out. And they're like, yeah, you fucking boozy. Yeah. None of that. So I turned to my friend Matty and I'm like, I, things, I, I'm feeling weird. Are you feeling weird? And he's there and he's like, I'm pissing my pants. And I was like, and I was like, what? And he goes, I'm pissing my pants. And I looked down and he's not. And he's like, I'm like, Matty, you're not. And he goes, I'm literally filling up the street with my own piss. Like, and everyone's about to drown. And I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever I'm on, Matty's on. Like yeah. we, me and him are in the same fucking scenario. So 
We get up and we decide to go for a fucking walk. We're walking through the streets. It's getting worse and worse and worse. We're just leaving our friends behind. Our friend Milo starts joining us when he's like, I'm feeling fucking weird too. And I'm like, right, okay, cool. We get through this park. Now at this point, we're all so fucked up that none of us really know what happens. All we know is that a guy came up to us, started speaking to us in a dark park and he was with three other people. And then I just heard Milo, he just freaked out. And he just went, run. Now when somebody says run yeah. while you're on acid, you run for as long as you can. So we start fucking sprinting. <laughs> Sprinting down these streets in Benidorm, running as fast as we fucking can, right? I forget why I'm running. Like, I'm just running. The lights are going past. I'm getting distracted. It's all fucking beautiful. Everything looks amazing. And I'm going, I'm like, why am I running? This is dead nice. Like, this is a nice, yeah. warm night. And I slow down. And then I just hear, he's still coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, no fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No fear is the overriding one. We fucking run down. We finally get into our apartment. We don't know if we've still been chased. We don't know if we were chased at all in the fucking first place. I look in the mirror in the apartment, and there's just worms coming out of my face and crawling into other parts of my face. And oh, I'm like, fuck. oh. I've never done acid before, but this is very clearly what acid is. Like yeah. I'm like, and I say to them, I'm like, we're on acid. And they're like, what do we do? And I'm like, from what I know, nothing. You're just on acid. That's just your existence now until yeah. you're no longer on acid. There's no way to counteract it. I, I hear like if you drink milkshakes or sugar, it might, but I don't know if there's any fucking truth to that. But we now can't find our other friends. Kai's away somewhere. We're, we're terrified so for about three hours we stay there trying to fucking sober up we find our other two friends one of them who just buried himself in the sand on the beach just his head and that was the only way he could think to survive we eventually find our friend Kai and Barry uh, like after five hours of us wandering the streets fucking dehydrated losing our minds Kai and Barry sat there giggling in the middle of the street and we're like you are aware that we've been spiked with acid and they were both like oh Thank God, we thought we'd lost our minds. Like we thought we'd just done so much drugs that our brains had just gone, Bow! and then forever, permanent damage oh, for the rest yeah. of your life. It's the worst, man. Dude, I don't know why people do acid well. Oh, I've, I've done it. I've done it before, and I got slipped it once at yeah. spring break. Was it? Is it different when you know you're taking it? <sighs> yeah, I think it is. I think. I think. I think there's a. I don't actually. I don't know the answer to that. I didn't enjoy it ever. I've no, never enjoyed yeah, it. No, yeah. I think. I think there's a certain. There's a certain type of people who like psycho, like Ari Shafir is one of the ones. It's for him. He's uh, that you, type you were of about thing. to. I, when you said Kai's laughing in the middle of the street, I go, yeah, that makes sense. There's certain people who go, oh, I got slipped acid. Well, I was, I was free. Yeah, Ari and Shafir. then there's yeah, and then there's people like me that I got slipped acid and I was, I was with one of my buddies and. I remember the first thing I thought was like, who put on space boots on my feet? And, <laughs> and, and then my buddy was like, don't look in the mirror. He goes, I think we're on. He goes, because we, we had taken a sip of someone's drink at a part. We couldn't find a uh, drink. Guy's like, hey, tell some of mine. He had a big, like 32 big gulp. We, we sipped it and we're like, that's just soda. And he goes, yeah. And we were like, okay. And then I remember Mike going like, I shouldn't say his name, but his name's Mike. Oh, he's yeah. a real grown up now, like a legit grown up. Like an actual adult, unlike us. I think he's Christian too. Oh. Yeah, his kids don't know anything about he overdosed on drugs one time bad. And his kids don't know anything about his old history. But anyway, Mike yeah. says, I think we just did acid. And I was like, No. He's like, I think we did. And then we're hanging out, we're having a good time. And then all of a sudden we end up back in our hotel room. He's looking in the mirror. I'm standing in the shower and he's seeing himself in his reflection of his eye, oh, infinity. Yeah. And I'm like, who put on space boots on me? And then we're like, oh my God, what do we do? So we watch fishing shows all night. Great. I was, yeah. what the fuck was Cuddled fishing up, show? watch fishing shows. Oh, I, 
It seems to be the the way to deal with acid is to just surround yourself with other people on acid. Otherwise, it's a fucking nightmare. We just did uh, Rogan's podcast the other day. Um, me, Ari, Tom, and Joe. And Joe's like, you guys want to eat mushrooms? It's like a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And Tom's like, I definitely don't. I've got to pick my kid up after this. Yeah. And Joe's like, Ari. And Ari's like, sure. And then... Ari ate mushrooms, and you could. It was very clear he was tripping his balls off yeah. through the entire podcast, just like. Huh, huh. And Joe was normal <laughs> as fuck. Norm, like not uh, even, not even remotely. Didn't even, didn't even touch the sides. Didn't even. Literally, I couldn't tell a difference in Joe in the slightest. Uh, but you reckon that's just because he's done it so much now? Like, I don't I, think he does a lot of psychedelics. I think he does them, but I don't think he's like I, Ari does a lot of psychedelics. Uh, I think Joe just i he just i think i think the scariness right. joe enjoys the fear the paranoia what i i think he finds i'm i'm speculating obviously i'm speculating about my friend you know i never want to speculate about my friends but but like i i believe from and this is through listening to joe's podcast too is that there's a part of joe that when it goes sideways and it gets scary mm. He likes exploring that part of his body and trying to kill it. Like he goes, oh, sees it as like fucking weakness stamp. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, is this a weakness? Because he loves, and once again, I'm not, but he loves finding his weakness and then and strengthening it. Aye, which like, is a, a fucking excellent form of self improvement. <sighs> the uncomfortable makes him excited. I get that. I mean, we get that a little bit. Like I said, that's the same I don't get that at all. What fucking doing stand up, man? Like, oh yeah, well that that's different. Like that's but like, a little bit of like what's you know, it's a terrifying thing to stand up in front of people. Well, but then again, I've never really found it that scary. I've never, I never, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm, Joe, Joe does it with like like running. He started running a few years ago, and he was like, I'm, I'm intrigued by it because it's so hard. Hmm. But this fucking guy's running in shoes, running like two miles in shoes on a beach. And I'm yeah. like, you don't run, you don't start running on beaches. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it makes it harder. In his head, fucking fair play to him. Then I reckon Joe Rogan's just going to live forever. Like he's he might. just, yeah, just he might. fueled by fucking elk. Meat. Hunting, he loves the, uh, he loves it. Dude, right. he killed on elk like his first day hunting, yeah. and then all no he bow did and was arrow, just, just, just a stare. <laughs> just, he just, and they just. To be fair, Joe Rogan is the exact person that, like, where, like, when the world goes to shit, you just go as close to Joe Rogan as you can, and you just put your hand on his shoulder, and you go, "Just so you know, whatever new form of government comes up, I'm just, I'm standing behind you, just because I reckon you'll be able to survive the post-apocalyptic world much better than myself." There's a good, there's a good story out there that neither of them have shared, so I won't share it, but uh, of when shit went sideways yeah. you know with the fires oh and, yeah and joe joe is the guy that you want to trust me when i say joe's the guy that everyone wants in his corner and joe will go dude i'm not I, i'm not doing anything special yeah. there's a yeah. dickload of firemen that got fed because of joe because he had a fucking cooler of goddamn 100 pounds of elk Aye. and 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 he's the guy that when shit goes sideways you want him by your side definitely yeah, he knows what he's he's just got that fucking yeah he's trained himself to be old school fucking caveman man he doesn't get scared like oh. i get scared i get scared um, yeah i do i've got stupid fears though like what's what's something you do that like do you ever do anything that like like i i, I don't really when we go camping we do like safe camping oh, yeah. do you ever like get off the grid and 
do anything like that uh no fuck no man i like i like i like being in control like that's why that's another reason why i don't like psychedelics psychedelics are like a form of i mean i've done dmt and stuff but like really yeah just to see what it was like just to because i had all these i had all these fucking hippies telling me that like dmt is you going to another planet and speaking to these fucking beings and i'm like I believe in the power of psychedelics. I just don't believe in the explanation of psychedelics. Like, I absolutely believe that you can see things that are not there and experience these profound levels of self-understanding. But it's not a fucking higher being. It's not a fucking higher consciousness. Like, first time I did DMT was... Uh, I just wanted to see what it was. And I, fuck me and Kai, we fucking did the whole, we didn't want to do it properly as well. So we like did the meditation beforehand for like half an hour and making sure that, you know, we're in a sort of safe space. And I did the I did the DMT and, it, you know, it lasted five minutes and also forever because, you know, in one, the time becomes this fucking abstract thing, which I never understood until I did it. And then I remember having these like conversations, but not out loud, but with these other beings being like, what do you want? And I'm like, well... I remember my carpet fucking moving and I remember being being like, I know that's not moving. My brain's telling me it's moving. So, so oh, like you how can do that? Yeah, so I, I was can't do that. I was studying. So I was on the floor, like rubbing the carpet, which is by the way, is the most high you can fucking look, is to rub a carpet. But I'm doing that and just seeing these strands of fucking uh carpet come out and crawl over my hand and then join the carpet somewhere else. Being like, I know this isn't real, I know that's not happening, but it's fascinating to me that it is. And then the beings being like, What are you doing? And I'm like, Well, none of this is real. And they're like, well, you know, none of this is real. I'm like, no, but I mean, like, specifically, I know this carpet isn't fucking moving. And uh, then you sort of come out of it. And I phoned my dad immediately because he's a man of science. And I was like, hey, dad, I've just done DMT. Here's what I saw. Explain this. And uh, he was like, I, he said two things. He was like, one, that's what happens when you smoke dreams, which is a fair, like, DMT is what happens when you fucking, that's what we all, our brain produces when we sleep. And second of all, he was like, I bet you I can show you what you shot, what you saw while you were on DMT. Like the, he's like, I bet you I can show you the visuals that you saw. And I was like, there's no way you'll be able to do that. And he's like, hundred percent brought up this prog- uh, computer program that uh, if you play any sort of m- movie on YouTube or whatever, it will also in the background do a Google image search of any animals or any sort of random images and then randomly superimpose them into the video you're watching. Because when you're on certain types of drugs, it changes the way that lights refract in your eyes. So there's actual science behind what you see when you're on drugs. So it's not God or higher consciousness or, you know, your inner soul fucking coming out. It's the fact that you've taken a bunch of fucking drugs that you only exist in your body when you dream normally i oh man i am a really intense dreamer yeah and so i wonder if dmt would it would might fucking send me over the edge well i you hear these I stories love that your dad, by the way I, I your dad might be the coolest dude in the world when he goes that's what happens when you smoke your dreams yeah yeah that's my that's like a, that's like a lyric in a fucking song <laughs> yeah but so it's then that's what happens when you smoke your dreams <laughs> but it just means that the sense of is i was like hey i had this fucking because i'm not a spiritual person i don't believe in that fucking to me that's voodoo shit that's there's no there's nothing there fuck off uh but i understand that but in that moment i was like fucking i felt like the most overwhelming sense of calm i've ever experienced in my life when i smoked dmt it was like there was somebody just always out of my periphery who was just like hey everything's fine i got you like i just Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There was no concept. I'm going to get the opposite, though. I'll get the bad DMD trip. No, man. Apparently, all I know, like, apparently, it's it's, you just can't feel fear. Like, that fucking moment there was. uh, But that's all I feel. Fear. Well, maybe this is. All I feel is fear in life. Is this what DMT is like? 
Um, no, no. Oh, yeah, a bit like like the periphery stuff. Like, but you're still sort of in the room. But yeah, periphery. But then again, I also don't know how much of that comes from like these. We we when we do psychedelics, and we see these fucking visuals. We're like, oh my god, this is what psychedelics does. I don't know whether there's anything to be said from the other way. Like, if when you grow up watching TV shows where people do psychedelics in it. Uh, you you expect to see this shit like it's. I understand the subconscious. We don't know that much about it, but yeah. I think if you've spent fifteen years watching TV shows where this is the shit, when you see when you're on drugs, it's, it's, when you do drugs, your brain goes, "Hey, <clears throat> this is what you're meant to fucking see." Yeah, I don't know. It's it could it could be a chicken or the egg scenario. Which came first? Uh, yeah, I don't have the balls to smoke DMT. No, I, I really don't. I think, if but you'll do prescription drugs that were not prescribed to you. Yeah. See, this no, is no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I will. I will do those also. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a booze guy. I'm really a booze guy. Booze is my favorite. I'm, I've always been a booze guy. It's it's kind of it's always it's it it only it only uh, backfired on me once. Booze me, meaning like yeah, because I've always trusted booze. Like booze has always been like, hey man, if we're worried about flying, you you know you got me right, and I'm like yeah yeah. But you're you're also I imagine you're a good drunk. I'm like, a great drunk. See the worst yeah that's the thing. The drunk the drunkest I get the worst drunk I will be is asleep and slightly more arrogant than I already am. But normally slightly more arrogant. Slightly yeah. more arrogant. Ah, I get that. The the moments the, the moments that make me cringe the most when I remember being drunk is there's the occasional where I'll be like oh, and I'll tell you another thing about me and I'm like if but that's the worst thing I do while drunk. It's not great. But that's the worst thing I've ever done while drunk is yeah. talk about how great I am. Drug is so therefore uh, booze is my drug of choice because that's the worst version of myself I've been. Whereas other people, when they get drunk, they punch people in the head, and I'm like, Ooh. you don't, you don't get to booze anymore. There's, that's not your booze. That's not your drug of choice. It makes you a bad person. Yeah, there's some people that booze gets into them, and it's like they they turn into a like. A my wife, item. my wife. I got to be honest with you. When my wife gets drunk, yeah. she's a little bit of a cunt. Like, uh, like she just, yeah, like a part of her, it's almost like she's been holding in some things and they come flying has. out, yeah, which yeah, might yeah. be true, by the way. <laughs> but like, she's like, she'll just say like, oh, fuck you. Like yeah. just shit like that. Yeah. And, and and this is the one thing that sort of lets out. But then again, she, you know, does she smoke much weed? She won't smoke weed. Right. And she bet she'll, I won't, she's only been drunk. As, as long as I've known her, she's only been drunk really probably four times. Mm -hmm. Just not her thing. She, she'll have a glass of wine, but she doesn't get drunk. She's no. like, she's not that, that's the, you know, like I like to get drunk. She, she likes to have a glass of wine and oh, get a little buzz. And oh, then, see, to me, there is a, I consider that a level of self-control that is borderline psychopathic. Like, I don't know see, how they do it. Man, it blows my mind. People that can just, they'll just come out and they'll be like, hey, can I have a pint? And then they'll do a pint. And then the waiter will come over and they're like, do you want another one? And they'll go, yeah. no. And you go, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what, what the, the what fuck are you, are you here for? Like, what are you, Moses? Like, what are you? Yeah, like, why would you even have the pint in the first place? Get a root beer if you're looking for the calories. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what? But I, but why would you, why get halfway there? Like, to me, having a drink and then not getting drunk, it's like just like wanking for a bit and then just getting to the vinegar strokes and being like, well, I got to go shopping and then just not oh. finishing my, I'm like, what are you doing it for? It doesn't make any sense to me. I had, I had a beer, I had a beer the other morning with Tom mm. and, uh, and then you're just on it for the day. And then I was like, I was like, well, that's how this day's going. <laughs> And he just I, had he just had one beer, and was like, uh, "All right, I'll see you. I'm gonna go work out." And I was like, "You're gonna work out? 
Like, I cannot um, work out if I've had a beer. My day's over. Big respect to big, big respect. As much as I am going to rip the shit out of people that can stop drinking because you're all psychopaths and I think you're all capable of murder, it is a level of self control I do wish I had. Oh, I, w- I, I, I would. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I love, I also, I look, day drunk is one of the greatest, greatest things in the, in the world. world. Oh my God. Uh, oh just, my God. When I'm given an opportunity to get day drunk, I'm just like, wh- it's my birthday. Even if it's not a birth, my birthday, it greatest, is my birthday. It's the greatest feeling And you can never, you can never be the one to suggest it. You can never be the one to suggest it. Me, you and Kai, before I leave and before you guys leave, should we go get should day, do drunk? A day drunk? podcast uh i'm free we're free saturday sunday and monday okay well i'm free so i think I, I might have to go to some anime expo with my daughter saturday Fuck yeah. but i should be free sunday monday sunday Monday. and so we'll do we'll do we'll do we'll do a podcast here are you are you how do you look on those days sunday let's see so yeah let me see if so, sunday so, so we'll do so yeah okay well me day and drunk yeah we'll do a day dr- we'll do a day drinking podcast where me and kai get an uber over here yeah because despite the fact i'll get the uber i'll get the uber cool, i'll cool. get you guys uber here and back and, but uh, wait, hold on. No, okay. Now let's 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 well, talk. Well, let's I, talk, let's talk the fine arts of day drinking. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. What's uh, the perfect hour to start day drinking? I think uh, it is uh, a drink with lunch. Cool. Yeah. So I think it's like you go there. It's like twelve. It, it's it got to be twelve thirty. Otherwise, it's even though twelve is technically afternoon. 12 is technically still morning drinking. You yeah. were counting down until yeah. it was the afternoon. Okay. You were mentally preparing to be morning drunk and you've shown self-restraint to get to afternoon drunk. You have lunch, you have one or two pints with lunch, like whether it's pie, fucking chips, pizza, whatever. Okay. And then it's, I would always start with something light that you do, like it's a, it's a beer. Like I'm not drinking yet. Like for me, it's cider. Oh, okay. Oh, I love you know, you know what's so funny? I did a day drinking in Alabama one time with my buddy Dave and Dave Williamson, very funny comic, and we had sour beers. And I went, oh, this is great day drinking beers. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. sour beers. And I was like, I actually really like these. It's it's fru- uh, fruity uh, fruity uh, cider in the sun. Okay, let's- what let's, tricks you into- Let's plan. Okay. Let's plan the podcast <laughs> first. Let's, let's, let me real quick make sure I'm free Sunday. Um- I'm going to text Leanne. Well, let's, and let's plan the, let's, let's, let's plan let's the perfect, perfect, like our perfect version of what day drinking is when you, and we can talk about the values and, and, of and, shots. And then if you're, if you're listening to this, realize that next week, yeah, oh a my. podcast with me, you and Kai is going to come out and you can, and you day, can day, drink, day drink with us. Oh, that's so good. So, so we're going to do, do it at the same pace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And try to keep pace with us. Well, we're gonna have the beers. We're gonna. Oh uh, but no 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 no. Uh, uh, that's the one point I will say. There, do not. I have to say to so many people when I come over here, please do not drink at the pace that I drink at because I am a seasoned pro. Like with, oh, yeah. if, and, it's, and Kai's a seasoned pro and I know you're a seasoned pro. And as much as like, there are definitely podcast listeners that you have that would be able to keep toe to toe with us. Yeah. I'm going to safely assume it's not. It's less than it's. Less than eight, twenty percent of them. Like, it's, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's yeah. not. I've, I, my one of my favorite stories of someone assuming they could keep pace with me was a young lady in Indiana. You've heard this story, I'm sure. I've told this story, and she said, "I'm going to drink you under the table." At and I and I just thought it's like it's like me. I, it must be what it sounds like when I tell Joe I'm going to beat him in sober October. Like, <laughs> yeah. it must be what that sounds like to yeah. Joe when he goes, yeah. "You don't." 
Yeah. I'm, I can take it to the. Yeah, you understand the it gears would, I have. It would be like me walking up to Joe Rogan and being like, "Hey, I will choke you the fuck out." And Joe Rogan going, "I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to spar with you." I went. That's just that's just sad. You small pasty skinny. Boy. I went up behind Eddie Bra- Eddie Bravo one time, and to like take him down. Yeah. I went like like, and he goes, "No, that's the biggest mistake you met you could ever make." All, all I do is kill, just choke <laughs> people just, unconscious. Like, and you don't know what you're, oh my God. Like, and I was like, what? You don't think I can like catch you off guard? And he was like, no, you couldn't <laughs> catch me off guard. I am trained to be caught off guard. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. That's actually one of the main bits I trained for is yeah. being caught off guard. And also, what part of you suggesting you could catch me off guard? Dude, I hear and see everything. It was so funny. But yeah, so, okay, so let's plan the perfect day drinking. Now, Noon is the perfect hour, correct? Noon is perfect hour. What I would say is if me and Kai come over here for, uh, I'll tell you what it is. Me and Kai will bring over pizzas. Oh, no, no, no. Let me take uh, care of everything. Okay, Let sure. me take care of everything. Do you want, we can do pizza. We can do, um, we can do a, a coup d'etat. We can, we can do, we can do barbecue. We oh. can do, we can do anything. Uh, well, we, you know what? We, it's Kai's first proper time in LA. So you can be the. We can well, do sushi. Oh well, no. Stay drinking. Let's 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 not pretend we're classy. Yeah, <laughs> like we're we're literally. What? Yeah, no, we are literally planning day drinking. That's a sushi's a level of class we don't deserve at this point. It's okay. burritos. It's pizza. Yeah, I know, and I got food poisoning from sushi. Yeah, no. Um, should we do? Should we do tacos? Should we do tacos? Is always. I think always it's got to have a good level of fucking carbs and fucking meat, and it's also okay. something that you can. All right, let's go do. Back we'll, let's do. We'll get those good. Oh, okay. We'll figure so. I'll get a. We got uh, this. And so then we'll get some food and we'll start with beer. Yeah. I I don't drink beer. So, I, or, or cider, cider, you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cider. So, it's we'll, such a it's such a new concept. And it's the thing that always happens when I'm in America because I don't drink, don't drink beer. I do drink whiskey. Uh, but the only reason I drink whiskey now is because I was so sick of Americans being like, you must drink whiskey because you're Scottish. And I was like, well, I mean, no, but I, I'm now I really want to re- represent my country. Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll drink whiskey. And I'm getting more into it. But cider is the one over here. I've always had people being like, you drink just that. Like, I, I don't know, even know what cider is. So just fuck. It's hard. To, it's such a big thing in the UK and the rest of Europe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's fucking phenomenal. You just get shit faced off. It's like beer that tastes nice. Yeah. Though Kai says the reason I don't like beer is because I've never worked a real day in my life, and I think that might be right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can. I got to a point. This is when I really started putting on weight. Where I said, I was having beers all the time, yeah. and sometimes I didn't even want to drink. Right. But then I would go. I'm not even feeling the beers, but I am drinking. Why don't I just have a root beer? Because I really like root beers. Yeah, I really like root beer. Like root beer might be my favorite thing in the world. And <laughs> I love root beer. And then uh, and then I was just drinking fucking like eight root beers. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and now I'm now I'm now I'm on a life. I'm changing my life. But oh, is it one of those things that just whenever you whenever you take a sip of it, it just gives you that fucking taste nostalgia back to a worst point in your life? I don't know. I there's a couple things that if I put them in my mouth, I get overwhelmed. Like uh dick. Like dick dick being one of them, but no uh, cake. Like if I put cake in my mouth, yeah. the roof of my mouth tingles, and I sometimes will close my eyes. <laughs> no, sorry, that's the most Bart Crusher certain sentence I've ever heard in my life. Whenever I put, am I now in an advert for cake? You're oh. just, just when I put cake in my mouth, my mouth starts tingling. 
my mouth literally jizzes. It's I had I had one thing in my mouth one time where I where I start <laughs> I start going. Maybe I'll see if I can get some things that we put in our mouths that'll make us like lose our shit. Yeah. Oh, well, the, this is the thing always with uh, drinking, and you will offer it to us. And I'm going to say, put my f- foot down now and say no, because here's the thing: me and Kai don't know how to say no. And here's the thing about toxic masculinity is if you tell me to do something with the sort of you know could that it's like hey this is a manly thing to do i will do it even if it goes against my best interest do not offer us marijuana while we're drinking <laughs> for the love of and, and and at the end of the podcast yes but what you do not kai's accent i'm already thrilled to imagine you getting used to kai's accent and your podcast listeners getting to kai's accent i'm very used to it he gigs in america now he knows how to slow it down but it'll take you Two or three Where's minutes. From? He's from Newcastle. He's from what's called Blythe in Scotland, uh, so in England. Uh, no, it's so north of England that we, the Scots like them. They, you know, they're, they're Newcastle. Where are you from in Scotland? I grew up in a place called Fife. Uh, Is that north? That, uh, it's. I mean, all of Scotland's north. No, no, no. But because Glasgow's south, right? Glasgow's south of uh, uh, southwest. Uh, Scot- my my accent's from the, as far north as you can go. My dad's from Thurso, uh, so that's really really far north. I grew up in Fife. That's like sort of uh, mid. It's middle of Scotland, coastal, uh, and it's Fife is you know it's a fucking shithole, uh, but it's 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 our shithole. There's yeah. some nice places in it, but it's you know it's very Scotland. Yeah, you know, I, I, lo- I love I love Scotland. It's fucking great. Oh yeah. Oh no, we'll, we'll finish the perfect drinking plans, and then I'll ask you about because I wanted to talk to you about the European tour dates because we cross over in a lot of the cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So then. And then, then are we doing? Sh- so I'm saying no weed until the end. We'll do a couple of fucking drinks, and then obviously we'll bring in shots. Should bring in because shots because what's your uh, does shot he, choice? Does, does Kai drink uh, cider? Uh, Kai drink. Kyle drink anything you put in front of him. Well, then we'll get some cider. I haven't had cider, and that seems yeah. like a good day yeah, yeah, drinking. Yeah. And maybe I'll get a couple sour beers to see if he yeah, has yeah. like sour beers, and then we'll do some shots. Um, my favorite thing to shoot is not vodka. It's it's. I would argue maybe tequila, yeah. but. Um, there's a certain tequila I really like. I used to love Fireball, but then oh, I, Fireball I loved until I went to. I was in Sweden for everyone's got to until I went. That should be Fireballs. You love Fireball until the one day you don't, and then you'll never drink it again. I was on a cruise with Ari. I was on the Impractical Jokers cruise. Yeah, and the last night there, I drank so much Fireball. The next day, I it was a combination of sugar and being hungover. So much sugar in my body and being hungover, I couldn't. I couldn't write the boat for 24 hours. I couldn't write the boat. It was Ooh. bad. I, and I had to do a show that night and they all went at partying in New Orleans yeah, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't, I couldn't go. I went back to my room. And they also, they also want, they want, you know, the machine, they want Bart Kreischer, the party. Oh and just God. Oh, I'm a tum tum. <laughs> Wait, when did you, when was your last day of, of, uh, of fireball was it? Cause it was big in air. It was big in Sweden. Cause basically it was made illegal in a lot of Europe because they found a lot of traces of just like fucking, uh, like antifreeze in it, you know, the stuff you put. So there was like, there was a whole bunch Christ. of illegal, well, not illegal, but just like, this isn't for consumption in it, but fucking Scandinavia did not get the memo. Like Sweden, they were just like, we're so beautiful. It doesn't, we do nothing kills us we yeah. live for um and they just it was their one shot that and their fucking fisherman friends drink but just i was like 21 or 22 at the time so i could throw shots back like fucking yeah. nothing else then you'd wake up the next day you drive somewhere else by the time you're hung over but this you know the thing about fireball puts fucking fire in your belly yeah. like you get that been like okay i can get back into it and then i think it's the day you taste it coming back up it's the it's the it's when you drink too much fireball that you spend just basically the closest any of us will ever become to being actual fucking dragons. It's just that blah, and then the uh, 
Yeah, and then just the next day, that fucking acidic burp. Oh, fuck. I was so bad that day. I've never had a shot of fireball since. Mm. That's you remember. I remember when I was 14, 15, 14. Well, you know that you know you know at this point, the, the, everyone listening to the podcast now is like, well, th- our day drinking session is when we've got to bring fireball out of retirement. No, fuck <laughs> like, that. I pr- I'm, I not, so, I'm I not suggesting we do it. I say we I'm do. just telling you right now, that's what's happening on the uh, Twitter web. I can shoot. Maybe we'll do picklebacks. Kai loves picklebacks. I love picklebacks. I, um, I mean, they're disgusting, but I'll do them. Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to go to the liquor store and really take my time with okay, this. Okay, cool. Really think about us. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a bunch of different beers. We're going to have a cooler on ice. Halston, are you going to drink with us? Halston's going to have a few beers. We'll get day drunk and then uh, absolutely ruin our evening. Oh, or not. Oh, well, yeah, or not. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruin, it, ruin everyone else who has to hang out with her in the evening. We'll have the time of our fucking lives. I'm trying, the- I'm, 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 I just texted my wife, can I podcast Sunday? Yep, we're on. Fuck Sunday yes, at noon. Done. Sunday at noon. Done. Sold. It's going to be fucking perfect. Fuck yes. <clears throat> mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. <laughs> Kids going to college can be a dream, but helping them navigate a student loan can be an absolute nightmare. Ernest is here to help you with fast and easy private student loans. Ernest has designed a private student loan for actual students in 2019, meaning you can apply totally on your phone. They offer customized loan terms, low interest rates, and no fees. They also give you three extra months, nine total, after leaving school to start paying back your private student loan and earnest private student loans can carry up to 100% of your school's cost of attendance. Plus the internet loves earnest customer service. They are rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. Simply fill out a quick two minute eligibility check, invite a cosigner if you choose and apply with the school year starting soon. My listeners and subscribers can get a hundred dollars cash bonus when you get a private student loan at earnest.com slash Bert, that's a hundred dollars cash bonus. When you get a private student loan at earnest.com slash Bert, and you can see the terms and conditions that apply, go to earnest.com slash Bert today. This podcast is also brought to you by modern CBD. My wife, Leanne does not smoke marijuana. No, no, I don't. Um, is adverse to marijuana. She actually throws up when she uh, smokes it. Yes, that's true. And has had back pain her whole life? No, for the last four years. Was it the last four years? Yeah. Was it that one time you pulled it out, you were lifting something? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was your whole life. Your shoulders your whole life. Yeah, my my shoulder and my neck have bothered me on and off my whole life. Going to chiropractor, going to... um massage therapist, also going to therapy, but she recently tried CBD oil and fell in love with it. Modern CBD is a sponsor of this podcast. Modern CBD is, uh, dot com is much more than just a, a CBD dispenser. What they are is they kind of your, your go-to, uh, place to find what CBD is good for you. I literally spent a half an hour the other night convincing your 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 uh, relative to go on CBD. Yeah, it's the new pain. Not by it. It cures so much. It's known to help with pain relief, with anxiety, sleep, and trust me when I say modern CBD is the trusted resource 
for hemp-derived CBD products. The team at Modern curates the best CBDs across the country, the products from only the most reputable brands. Reputable. From all the most... Reputable? No. <laughs> all Modern CBD products have passed strict quality control procedures and have been tried by Modern's team of CBD experts. This is where you need to go to. If you're interested in CBD, this is the website to go to. They will help you dial in what your problem is, what can help you. These guys are top notch. Modern CBD is your go-to website for CBD products. Free shipping on all orders. Only the top selling brands that use USA Grown Hemp. Full transparency with product lab results available on the site. 100% customer satisfaction guaranteed right now. Get your CBD products today. From Modern CBD with a special offer for my listeners. Go to moderncbd.com. That's M-D-R-N-C-B-D. That went in my fucking mouth, Leanne. <laughs> you just clipped a toenail into my mouth. I did, didn't I it? Sorry. That is M-D-R-N-C-B-D.com and enter my code BERTCAST for 30% off. Your order and shipping is free. That is moderncbd.com with the code BERTCAST for 30% off. MDRNCBD.com. Promo code BERTCAST for 30% off your first order. We are doing this for my father-in-law. We're doing this for my aunt, both who deal with uh, arthritis, I think. Yes. And, uh, and, and trust me. This is where to go. Back to the broadcast. So yeah, so yeah, the, uh, Europe was fucking amazing. Where did you go? Uh, I started in Brighton. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. love Brighton. It's fucking cool. City. Really love Brighton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brighton is like uh, it's the it's one of the only places in the UK that's like that where it's just fucking cool. It, it feels like uh, feels very Californian, apart yeah. from the lack of you know sun. Um, we went we went down to the beach at night. Uh, drank at the beach, stayed in a great hotel, uh, great show in a comedy club, which is really nice. The Comedia, yeah, yeah, yeah Comedia, fucking because I hadn't club. played in a comedy club in like in like like six months, and so I it was my first time back in a comedy club, like in, in a smaller venue, and I was like, oh, this is fucking great. I had a blast. I got to fuck around with my hours. My hour, you know, theaters hours are so tight that you've just yeah, it's, to- it's 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 literally tight, and now I just went off the rails and we fucked around and then. Um, I wrote the joke that I told all through the everywhere else. I said, I wrote right there. I tried to talk to some lady and I couldn't understand what she was saying. And I said, I feel like Richard Pryor did when he went to Africa. Like, I know you're my same color, mm. but I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> I told that throughout the entire tour. Then the next night we went to Bath. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's another beautiful city. I loved Bath. Yeah, yeah, because it's got the it's got the proper uh, Bath proper history. That's all the Roman. It's called Bath because it's where all the Roman baths were. It was yeah. where they had all the uh, plumbing. Uh, it was so Bath was beautiful. And once again, we said I I made the fucking astute decision to get the night. They give you like you know your management will give you like three choices of hotel rooms. Yeah, here's the cheapest. Here's one by the location. Here's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I took the nice one in every fucking place we went. Yeah. I just got the nice one. It was only, it was only, it wasn't like like a hundred bucks more. It was like 30 bucks more sometimes. And every hotel was amazing. Every hotel was amazing. 
And I also made the decision to rent a Sprinter to drive us from gig to gig as opposed to get on trains. A Sprinter? Like a... Like a, a like, like a, a nice van. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, especially when, man, when you're doing the fucking UK, yeah. like that, it's yeah. Of course, you fucking drive everywhere. It's just easier. Like the, I always think, like the UK is so small compared to what America is. Yeah. Like, uh, and then we went, and then I think we went from Bath to London, London to. Oh, this can't be good. A and T T alert fraud. God damn it! Have I you knew been that scammed? was going to fucking happen to me. I lost my credit card. So, um. Then when we went to London, London was, London was, fucking, and every place we went, yeah, we go out and party with. I tell everyone where I'm going to drink, yeah, yeah and everyone would meet us. Where did you go in London? Right next door. Where were you playing? I don't know. Oh, okay, well, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an old place that they just reopened. Um, I don't know. Leicester Square Theatre. Royal Albert Hall. Oh, Royal no, Albert Hall. I'm joking. I've done Royal Albert Bill, Hall, but not the, not the main room. There's, no, there's no, other no. rooms in the Royal Albert I Hall. I forget where I did in London. Went to London, then went from London to Glasgow and Glasgow to Manchester. Okay. Not Manchester. Was it Manchester? Yeah, it was yeah, Manchester. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have never, I'll tell you what, next time I do Europe, yeah. I would do it so, I do it so much slower. And yeah, because you, you want time in each of the fucking cities, yeah. man. And I want, and I want to do, I want to do more of it. Yeah, like everyone kept saying, like, how come you didn't come to Wales? Uh, yeah, Cardiff is great. Card here's, yeah. the, here's ones I would recommend every comic to on their fucking tour. Uh, Tallinn, Estonia. Hackney Arts Centre is what I did in London. Hackney Arts Centre, yeah, I know that one. Uh, Tallinn in Estonia is unbelievable. What? Estonia. Oh, go to Estonia. Oh, so yeah, Tallinn. The wait, wait, start start with just your with just UK. With UK, uh, <laughs> Glasgow's fucking great. You've obviously done that yeah. one. Best places to gig in the UK are Glasgow, Edinburgh. But I'm biased. I'm from Edinburgh. Where I grew up there. Um, where else is fucking great? Manchester's great. Liverpool's very I good would, to fucking love to go gig to Liverpool. in. Uh, they're also, I mean, some of the places in the UK are the biggest shitholes in the fucking world, and that's why they're the best places to oh, gig. We were yeah, so, Estonia. I took Mark Norman with me, and we were so excited. We had so much fucking fun. And even the train was fucking great. Because we were, it was th four of us on the train, and so we'd get in that little face-to-face -face thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And little, just, yeah. And we were driving through, like driving up to Glasgow, we were just like looking at all the farms and the creeks yeah. and the, we saw the ocean and it was fucking amazing. And then we went and then we did uh, Stockholm, Norway, uh, Amsterdam, uh, Belgium, somewhere in Brussels, not Brussels, but uh, Ant Antwerp, Antwerp, Ghent. Um, maybe another couple places in Scandinavia. Yeah, it was the Belgium know. ones with uh, Big Tom. What's that? Was the guy the was the person that took you around in um, uh, Belgium? Tom? No, no, okay. no. I had one tour manager for all of that, all right, and then we ended in Dublin. Dublin was probably Dublin's fucking Dublin, crazy. probably the one of the one of the oh, better shows I've ever had. Uh, yeah, when you do Dublin, as much as the uh, uh, I also do Belfast next time you go over. It's uh, really? Belfast is Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do both. Belfast is, you know, it's fucking great. I would, I the the Scandinavian leg was kind of. It was stressful because you had to fly every day. I yeah. don't like flying at all. Yeah. And so that was stressful. But, you know, I, 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 I managed to get through it. Having Mark Norman with me kind of saved my life a little bit because he is so, I mean this in the best way possible, but part of, there's so much part of him that's a little bit of a mess mm. that it makes you giggle. It's, yeah. like, it's like hanging out with a buddy 
who's like, yeah, man, I can't stop gambling. And you're like, what? And you're like, <laughs> ah, you know, and then you go, but it was just like, I mean, I, I wish I, I can't tell them. I have to tell them off camera, oh, but yeah. like he was so fucking funny that even at the airport, he was just making me giggle because he's like, he's all, jo he's just a joke guy. Oh, so yeah. everything about him is just jokes. It, like everything's about a bit or a premise. He's nonstop thinking about it. So he really kind of redirected the way I was thinking of comedy. Because sometimes I get on the road and I just think about myself. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Because and then when you, when you go, oh, that's right, but I'm a comic. I should be able to write jokes while I'm doing this. And so I'd, I would have one beer before t at the airport, yeah. before takeoff. I'd have a couple beers in the air, yeah. get to where we went, sleep, wake up, and then we party hard as fuck all night. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that uh, was great. We, uh, it's, it's, we've done that uh, some of the places in uh, in Europe, but it's, it's always the flights that the next day fucking suck. Did you do uh, Slovakia on this No, tour? no. So tell me the other places. Oh, right. So uh, Bratislava, Slovakia, is fucking great. And if you go there uh, at the weekend, uh, there's a place in it called uh, Metal Kova, which is basically uh, just the police agreed to kind of not go there. It's like they... Uh, it's a park, a children's park, but obviously there's no kids there because it's fucking nighttime. There's a club over there, uh, but everyone's just out drinking on the streets. And the way you get into booze, there's just houses there, which people live in. So you go into their house and they're like, hey, do you want some wine? And you're like, yeah. And they just pour you a plastic cup of wine. And they go, that's two euros. And then you just go back outside and drink with fucking everyone. That's it's, like Christiania. Did you it's exactly like Christiania. Christiania was in a, so in a Denmark. great. Oh, man, it's the best. So <clears throat> Metal Kova's like that in a, uh, uh, Slovakia, thoroughly... It and is this it? Uh, that that's uh, yes, it's in Ljubljana. Yes, yeah. Oh, sorry, no. I'm, I'm sorry to all the uh, Slovenians. Sorry, it is Metal Kovas in Ljubljana, Slovenia. Sorry, not Slovakia or Bratislava. I meant. Uh, oh God, I've just annoyed a very small section of Eastern Europe. Uh, but yeah, Ljubljana is is one of our Mikai's favorite places to gig. The audiences are outstanding there. Really, uh, the city is beautiful, and they drink like kings. That being said, so do the. Bratislava is less beautiful, but they also drink. Ari texted me, said you have to go to Christiania. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, okay. And by the way, I'm not, not technically, like I traveled so much for Travel Channel that a part of me is a little numb because if you tell me something's cool, I've seen something a hundred times cooler, and I saw it in the most amazing way you could ever get that cool experience. Mm. Like my wife when we were in Australia is like, I want to see the the Blue Forest or whatever, the Blue Mountains, Aye. and I go, okay. She was like, you don't seem excited. And I went, well, I've been there and I went there in a helicopter Seems and I was there with an, uh, an aboriginal. Like, I mean, it's like everything yeah. I did. So yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've, I, I've seen it at, at, at number 11. I've at done. number 11 for everything. And I did it around the world for nine years. I traveled with Travel Channel. So like, he goes, you got to go to Christiania. And I was like, okay. And then, but in my head, I was like that. I was like, I've never seen a lawless city. Like I've never seen that. Mm. I, I've been... I spent an evening in a shanty town in South Africa, yeah. which was technically lawless, lawless. but, uh, and I, you know, experienced that, but I, was, I think I was, I wasn't technically scared yeah. because I was with, a, I was with 11 people. Yeah. And so I, we went to Christiania and I, it was amazing. It was really cool. So it's, yeah. So it's, it's part, it's, it's part of Copenhagen where the police just agreed to not go and you can buy, even though marijuana is illegal in uh, Denmark, you can go there to buy it but everyone there wears masks and stuff you're not allowed to take any photos yeah, no photos mark norman's going through this is why you gotta love mark norman going through clearly taking pictures yeah and the guy's like give me your phone <laughs> like go fuck yourself yeah. and then he's like no delete it right now i need to see you delete it mark's yeah. like sure didn't delete it yeah, yeah and so but but 
there's this little like marijuana alley like where like all the drug dealers right up front yeah, yeah and what was amazing is watching the cops roll through and see them grab their shit scatter and disappear yeah and then sl- and then slowly fill back yeah. up it's literally like uh, uh don't like the negative connotations of this but cockroaches when you turn the light on yeah like they, oh, i kept i kept liking it to the ocean like watching a wave come in yeah, yeah. and then go away and go will it come back of course it does <laughs> yeah, yeah. i bought so much weed and then perfect example of what is beautiful to travel with mark is he's like oh, i don't smoke weed it makes me crazy don't even offer it to me i don't want it and you're like okay and so we go have a couple beers. I buy some weed. I take a hit, and I go, "You want something?" He's like, "Fine, I'll do it." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then next thing you know, he's tweaking. Yeah. We went. We went and sat by the. It was. It was fucking. Cristiani was pretty fucking cool. And there's fucking really good food in there as well. Like there's uh, yeah. got little restaurants in the middle where they just literally make food for stoners because they're like, we know our clientele from this fucking region. Yeah, it it's, was. I bought all the girls sweatshirts from Cristiania. Yeah. And I bought a ton of stickers. They're all the stickers right there, Austin. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, I'd... we should put yeah, stickers so, on these. So you've done it. Uh, so you've done Christiania, <laughs> Denmark. Uh, I would. So Ljubljana, uh, uh, Slovenia. Uh, it's a really good place to fucking gig as well. Really like great audiences. Same with uh, Estonia. Lithuania is fucking great. Lithuania. Yeah, you wouldn't fucking expect it, but like, uh, yeah, Lithuania is beautiful place. There's certain Britain. markets in the world where you go. Where they go, oh, you got to do Singapore, big yeah. market in Singapore. Yeah. And you're like, huh? And then all of a sudden, 900 people show up. You're like, what the fuck? Man, they're all there. That's the good thing. About, as much as I you know, can uh, bitch and complain about the fucking internet, me, we've been able to tour in Europe for about seven years. And it's because people in Eastern Europe, especially, they just watch like American comedy on television. So they watched all my spots on fucking Conan and stuff. So they watch all this that stuff. That one Conan clip's got like... Almost a million views. Yeah, and, and man, they're all fans of the fucking Joe Rogan podcast. They're like, to anyone that's done that show, I'm like, man, there is this market in Europe that is desperate for you to get out there because nobody's going out there because as a as Brits and Americans, we just assume that the rest of the world is as stupid as we are. So for me, if you were like, hey, do you want to come listen to comedy in French? I'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I know like seven French words. I'm not going to understand what he's saying, let alone the nuance and the, you know, the puns and the twist yeah. of my Whereas they're just so smart in certain of Eastern Europe that they get sarcasm. They oh. get fucking references for things they've never had before. That's what blew me away about the, the, the European leg was that I didn't change anything in my act. Yeah. And Bill had said that to me is I think, right. When I, I think he was getting, he was, we were, we were uh, kind of, switching spots like mm. meaning like he'd do a city and then i he we were like i was following him yeah and yeah, he had yeah. done a little bit of a tour right before then and he was like is i was like do you, do you change it up and he goes nah they fucking get the internet they yeah. get it yeah and they, i was like yeah i didn't change any reference and everyone got everything it was i gotta be honest with you it was fucking amazing it was really fucking amazing it's the best. It's one of the things I look forward to every year is the fucking European tour. Mind you, we're also about to tour fucking America for the first time. So, so yeah, a- tell me about the tour of America. It's well, you and Kai? Me and Kai. Kai just got his fucking visa approved last week, so we didn't know whether he was going to be able to come out and support, but he uh, can. So we're doing like 25 dates across can you pull uh, America. Pull, would you have them online somewhere? Uh, yeah, danielsloss.com. They're all up there. I want to see where and, you're going. Uh, you can tell me where the shitholes are and where's. Uh, I, I can't wait. Just like you're talking about Slovenia, yeah. and then I'm like, I'm like stone-faced. Well, we I'll were, take a look at your tour dates and go, okay, I'll tell you what's going on. Is there any chance also before we, can we, pop, I need to piss so fucking Go piss, badly. go piss yeah, while yeah. your door dates go up. I'll walk them through your tour dates while you go piss. Okay, Los, Los Angeles at Largo. Of course, they're going to love them because they have accents. San Francisco, Palace of the Fine Arts. They're going to love San Francisco. 
Phoenix. Interesting. San Diego, Boulder, Salt Lake City is one at Salt Lake City. Interesting they're doing Boulder and not Denver. Salt Lake City is one of the best stand-up markets in the fucking world that has been overlooked for so fucking long. Mostly because I think everyone just assumed Mormons don't have sense of humors. Mormons have the best sense. I love, I said a joke on stage the other night. I go, I've never met a Mormon I didn't like. But the other day I met seven Vietnamese people that I fucking hated. Let's see if that goes in the I act. grew up in a Mormon town and they're the nicest people ever. I love Mormons. So nice. I love Mormons. You know, they fucked through a hole in the sheet. Yeah, they got Mormon underwear. I, I just made that up. I don't know if that's true. Let's go through. Where are we at? Boulder, Salt Lake City, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, they're going to fucking love that. Cedar Cultural Center. I don't know these. I don't know any of these places. I, the Egyptian room. And I think I did the Egyptian room in Indianapolis. Yeah, you did. did. Is that where I did? Yeah. Buckhead Theater in Atlanta. Great. I missed Kansas City, Madison, Chicago, Indianapolis, Atlanta, Columbus. Columbus is Columbus is like fucking. Ooh, I heard the House of Blues is fun to play. Where? Down the Houston. Uh, let's let's get there. Columbus, Pittsburgh. God damn it, Pittsburgh's fucking so great. Yeah. I got it. What day are you there? Oh, you're going every. You're going. Are you driving to these places? No, no, we're <clears> flying. Every flying? Day. Yeah. Uh, I wish you could. If uh, I want you to do my friend's radio show in Pittsburgh, yeah. Philadelphia, Cleveland. Cleveland's fucking amazing. I've actually done Cleveland before. Toronto, St. Louis, Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, Nashville, and then you go and then you go back. Yeah, you yeah. end in Nashville. Uh, yeah. So the day after Nashville is uh, back home to the UK. I think this. That's a okay. Let me now scroll down the top. I'm going to tell you about your cities. Okay. Where's it? You start in Los Angeles. Yeah, so I've done, I, I'm, I've done Largo before. Yeah, so easy peasy. Yeah. They're going to love you. San Francisco, very, it's, it's, San Francisco, Los Angeles are going to be easy home runs for you guys. Uh, Phoenix is a great comedy fucking now, town. I, uh, heard, the one thing I've been consistently told by people is that I'm going to fucking die in just heat wise. In Phoenix? Yeah. It's overwhelming. It, it, it's, uh, it's aggressive. It, it gets in your mouth. Like your mouth gets hot. Fucking see that's. I like I'm I know I know I don't know fucking the conversions between Celsius and Fahrenheit, but 25 degrees Celsius is my boiling point as okay. a Scotsman. Just so you know, I think it gets to about I think it's 42. 50 degrees Celsius. I'm going to I just need somebody to follow me around with a hose like I'm a horny dog <laughs> and just fucking spray me the entire time. It's not gonna be good. Phoenix is great comedy. The for the longest time, uh they've had they've had two of the staples of comedy clubs in this country the uh the not st what's where's this tempe improv yeah and stand up live in in phoenix Fuck yeah. san diego's amazing you're gonna you've been to san diego though i'm I've sure right i've not been to san diego oh yeah. you're gonna love san diego you're going to love san diego boulder boulder i've been i've been to denver colorado uh i've not been to boulder yet who did your routing uh, oh, uh, basically the way we do it is we give an autistic child a map and a crayon, and he just fucking goes nuts. And then we just because no I would have done 
Salt Lake City, then Boulder. Well, so here's the thing. The, the only reason we're doing it this way is because like, it's my first American tour. And as you will well know, Netflix do not tell you anything. Yeah. So I've, we have no idea how well we're doing. I'm like, I've always wanted to tour America. It's all I've wanted to fucking yeah. do. Like, that's to me is the sign of fucking making it. So they're just like, should we add on dates? I'm like, anywhere. Send me red state. Fuck send yeah. me fucking blue state. Send me all over and we'll see where's good. But because we don't know venue sizes, in some places we're like, 300 seats here and like Toronto sold out and then we've added 900 seats in other places and they're like you shouldn't have added 900 seats in that fucking area that was a dumb idea yeah so this is all this is very much a litmus test tour Uh, every uh, everyone's first tour of this country like so we get raised doing comedy clubs for the weekends Mm. and then uh and then and and what would happen is a lot of the alt comics would call that a tour because they didn't understand how comedy worked because they were fucking yeah. Not for them, it was about marketing as opposed to a job. Like they yeah, wanted yeah. to be famous, they wanted to be writers on a show or a showrunner. They were they were just Hollywood people. They weren't comics. Like a, yeah. a comic, in my opinion, always has been someone who goes out and does the road, does the clubs at home, does the road on the road. If they, if they and all they want <laughs> is to be a stand-up. If you go, and, oh, yeah, all yeah. their pure love is stand-up. Yeah, not a lot of the alt comics love was stand-up. They wanted to be movie stars. Yeah, they got it. They got into comedy because they uh, couldn't find a way to get ahead in acting normally. So they got she used to be on stage, quick way to be seen. Yeah, and 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 so it would always aggravate me. It really would because it was my, I'm talking about MySpace days. But you'd see comics that you knew uh, that lived in LA, and they'd be like, "I'm going on tour. This year's tour is the is the the." The comedy comedy tour. And that, that's, I'm ripping off Patton. I love Patton. I'm not yeah. shitting on Patton. But they would just do clubs for a weekend. And every, not even every weekend. Just like I'm doing this. The, every date they do that year was considered their tour. And, and I was like, no, man. Yeah, you're just on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're you're just, just on the road. You're doing clubs in different cities. Yeah. It's not a tour. A tour, not, is, a tour is I leave in January and I come back in March. Yeah. That's a tour. That's a real tour. And, yeah. and, and I was always... I could I would never call anything a tour mm-hmm. until I did a, the body shots tour. Yeah. And um but but your yeah. first If you get it for example, if somebody gives you a tour of their house, right? And you fuck off yeah. like halfway through the tour, it starts being a tour of the house. Yeah. There's the entire tour of the house just from the moment like, this is this, this is this. If you just randomly went to the garden, into the fucking neighbor's house and be like, okay, I'll see the rest of the house next weekend. You're not getting a tour of the house. You were a, you're visiting someone's house at multiple fucking times. It's not a tour of the house. That is the most brilliant fucking statement I've ever heard in our business about us. Thank you. You've got to, it's a tour is the one thing the, yeah. the whole time. But they, but, so what I was saying about you, this tour and my tour is they throw your first tour of a, of a market. They throw you out and go, I think, well, I don't know. Let's, let's see where the shit sticks. See, yeah. And then, then all again, of a sudden, man, like, I've got stress. I find that shit exciting. Like the first time we did Europe, that was it. She was just like, do you want to go to Vienna? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Can we? Let's find out. Yeah. This is what this is. Yeah. And so Phoenix is hot as fuck. San Diego's beautiful. Boulder's fucking great. Yeah. Oh, I've heard yeah. that's my type of hate. Bunch, bunch of Salt Lake City's the be- one of the best. I was just saying this early. One of the best comedy markets in the world. Really? Everyone says that because of the Mormons. Yeah, they think it's going to be. There's weird fucking it's the, it's, rules. It's, it's the only thing. The only thing I know about uh, you, uh, Salt Lake City is from the Book of Mormon, and that is oh yeah, it is so much more. We were just saying we love everyone loves Mormons. Mormons are awesome. They are weird as fuck. Like you can't, but not in a you, malicious way. <laughs> no, not in a religious way. In like the drinking way. That my my old thing always comes down to like, like their laws are a little weird. Like you can't. They can't. They pour. Um, they pour drinks behind a curtain. You can't. They 
they can't let you see them pour their drink. So they wait at a bar. At a bar, they have like a curtain. It's called I think it's called uh, jo- uh, Gideon's curtain or Joseph's curtain, and they pour drink behind. Like it's like almost like a magic act. And then they, <laughs> I swear to God, and then they give it to you. You can't order doubles. Um, Zion's curtain. Um, Zion's curtain is what it's called. You they pour it behind a curtain, and then you can't stand up with a drink. You have to sit down with your drink. Well on board with that. You can't like if you stand at a bar, they kick you out. I got, or I'm not. By the way, I'm giving you niche uh, parts of the state because I've traveled Utah pretty yeah. extensively, and I've been kicked out of a Buffalo Wild Wings for standing and drinking. Yeah. I was kicked out because I was walked. Your, to the, was your shirt also off? I did a pretty no, my shirt. I, got, I no, but I got kicked out. I've been kicked out of a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> that does not shock me in any I way. Shape my, I want that on my tombstone. <laughs> this man's been kicked out of. But I love Buffalo. It, it's you know what it's like. Here's the first of all. Here's the problem. It's like. Okay, you can't say that you can't say that Asians are bad drivers. Mm-hmm. Asians are just as bad drivers as white people. The problem is there's so many more Asians yeah, in this yeah. world. And that also, you're gonna run into a they're, they're just the, yeah. the numbers are gonna. But race. it's also it's also every time you see a white person being a bad driver because that stereotype doesn't exist in your head. Yeah, it doesn't add to it. The second you see a bad driver, and it's the same thing with uh, the argument of like women in comedy, yeah. which is like there's so many brilliant female comedians, but when a woman bombs on stage, everyone goes. All women aren't funny. Whereas if one of yeah. us dies on stage, they're just like, well, that yeah, that that's just another comic. Funny. Yeah, that's just and that's my thing with Buffalo Wild Wings. I was going to so many Buffalo Wild Wings for a period of time yeah. that the, the my percentage of getting kicked out was just going to be higher than anywhere else because Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> yeah, was yeah. my go to place. Yeah, I, get I kicked fucking all- <laughs> love Buffalo Wild Wings. Love Buffalo Wild Wings. I think they reached out to me to do to be a, like a, do some spokesman people yeah. and I was like nah I yeah. don't want to ruin my Buffalo Wild Wings experience yeah. and also I the, do it for free the, why the are you trying all <laughs> money that you would pay me would fuck me up every time I got into a Buffalo Wild Wings I, I, I like I just love Buffalo Wild Wings anyway um, you're gonna love Utah fucking Salt Lake City is awesome Minneapolis amazing Kansas City I will tell you this always hit or miss okay I will only say that because the Kansas City improv um you it was like it was like a weird ticket sale for a long time then you did then i did the theater there and i i swear to god it was like all these people that i that had never heard of me showed up so it was like a it's a weird oh it's one of the so we get that in fucking uh happens a lot in art centers in the uk you get a bunch of uh people who've never heard of you but they want to support their local theater so they just they're like hey there's this thing no, on it, we'll no, go not like that's that. not even it it's it you know what it is it was like they had a club, I think it was called Sanford and Sons in Kansas City, and that was where everyone went to see their comedy, and then they showed up with an improv or a funny bone, and we'd all come in there, but it was like it was almost like, you know, the biggest thing in comedy that I learned is, uh, and I, I hope this doesn't sound disrespectful, but training your audience to find you certain places. Like, that's the biggest thing that I, the biggest problem I had in Australia, and I, I had a I I had a three times better tour this time mm. than I did last. I told sold three times the tickets this tour than I did last tour of Australia. However, and here's my problem, is I got recognized in Australia more than I've been recognized in a lot of places. Yeah. And it was and people would be like, What are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm on tour. You're like if you're like people go, dude, I'm the biggest fucking fan. Why are you here? Oh man, right. And I'm like, my so- Instagram is just filled with me, man. I'm. I don't know if you can see. Even up beyond this in July, I'm on tour for the rest of my fucking life. I'm going. Yeah. I'm doing Russia. I'm doing Tokyo, Singapore. Jesus I'm doing Christ. Europe. All these fucking things. I'm going to all of these places. This is such a long tour list that my stance now is: if I'm not coming near you, it's your turn to fucking fly. Like I'm coming near enough to everyone in the world. Okay, that me. is the most impressive 
tour date schedule I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, it's brutal. Like, it's I mean, it's amazing. I cannot fucking yeah. wait. But it's till December 14th, and it's from uh, Europe to Russia to uh, Asia. I've done the Australian one. I've done everywhere this fucking year. Uh, so wait, so 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 to go back to what I'm, I was sorry. saying is training your audience. I don't. I only want to. I will make big this clear because it sounds it sounds uh, condescending. Mm. But training your audience to find you in certain places mm. is the number one thing that they when you go to theaters. They're like your audience has been going to comedy clubs. Those are people who go. Let me like it's it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like they go. Let me. Um, what do you want to do tonight? Let's see comedy. We love comedy. We love Bert. We love this. Yeah. Check out the improv. See who they let's got. As opposed to, to googling your favorite. People. Yeah. Let's let's see where let's see where let's go to burtburtburt.com yeah. and see what his tour dates are. And yeah. so that's the hardest part. And Kansas City was a place I believe, and I could be speculating, but they were trained a certain way to go. Sanford's son brings them in. Let's see what Sanford and son's doing. Uh, as opposed to that's why a lot of times you'll pair up with like in Helium and Philly. When I go to Helium, I pair up with Mark Grossman and I have him co-promote. I, I think I did the last time I was in Philly and say, hey, man, do you mind sending out an email blast to your people? And then getting them into mine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because they'll go, oh, Bert's not going to be at Helium this year. He's going here. Well, if I want to see him this year, I'll see him here. That's what I say about Kansas City. But Kansas City is fucking amazing. Everywhere you're going, Madison. Oh, I've I've done I, comedy on state is one of my favorite comedy clubs in right? the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I love Madison as I say. <laughs> Those I sisters are fucking the fucking best. And uh, Big Joe, the works there. I, it's one of the places I can't wait to go there, do the show, and then run to comedy on state and just yeah. say hi to the fucking staff. Um, I'm taking a look at seeing New Orleans is a weird comedy audience. Oh, I, I've heard the city's the best. Oh my god, yes. Oh god, yes. But but. Uh, New Orleans and Nashville for me have always been tough sells, only because. Um, although this year I guess it wasn't, but there's no comedy club there. Yeah. So there was like they're they're not. It's one of those things. It's it's just, all it is is like is finding the dialogue of going like with your with your fans to say this is how you can find me. Like yeah. I know I like there's a dickload of people in this country that love you. Yeah, yeah. But they just it's. You got to get in. You got to get. That's why I love I get, Instagram. I, I, oh, I see that's my, I snap on Instagram all the time. It's part of a fucking bit now, thank God. But it's just basically because uh, my fans are uh, lovely people and they're very funny. That means they're all also the worst cunts in the fucking world because they know what winds me up and they like winding me up because why would they not? It's funny to wind people yeah. up. It's a precedent I've set for myself. I've dug myself into a very deep hole. Oh, myself, uh, myself included. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to drink. Like, Jesus Christ! But like every time I'm on Instagram, I'm like, "Hey, here's the American tour dates," and they'll be like, "When are you in Salt Lake City?" I'm like, "Read the fucking list." Yeah. I just posted. I wish it's I could just go to the website. It's all. It's one all of my friends. There. One of my friends, a, a, a comedian named Jen Kirkman. I know Jen. Know? Yeah. So Jen always is pushing people to get on the newsletter she probably deals with it more because she oh, i she's i always see her talking like going like how the fuck can i not how like every time i come to your city the next day i get a list when are you coming to my city yeah because yeah. you'll know that if you go to my newsletter I, dane and i really kind of said how do, what what's the newest approach for me right now it's instagram but not everyone you know like a lot like my younger people that are younger than like me they don't fuck with instagram they go snapchat you know, I but I just I'm not doing Snapchat. I I did, but only the only reason I was ever on Snapchat was this for the same reason people were originally on Snapchat, which was to see tits s and and to send dick pics to girls. I was saying, so yeah, it's just uh, my daughter came up to me when she was in 
seventh grade, maybe. My oldest daughter. Wait, so just for translation for me, what what age is that? Uh, 13. Cool. 13, maybe. And she said, hey, dad, are you on Snapchat? And I said, uh, actually, I am. Yeah. She goes, yeah. Is your name Romeo Horsecock on ha- on Snapchat? And I went, oh, fuck. Because in my head, I was like, I just, I'm not going to use my real name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, it's your name, Romeo, Romeo Horsecock. It was an old joke. <laughs> An old joke I had about if I was this joke's now fifteen years old is the first time I told her I was on tour in Jam- with the Jamison Irish Comedy Store and I said you know I had a daughter I'm having another daughter I'm having another child I, I, if it's a son yeah. people go you want to give it a strong name but like not too yeah. it's something masculine but still romantic and I said I think the most masculine romantic name I can think of is Romeo Horsecock. Romeo. It, and it is but it's i'm just more interested because the time that you got snapchat you must you know you're still semi-famous you're just like i'm not gonna put burt kreischer i'm going to go for a 15 year old joke dude i have a email <laughs> i should use this e- whoa fuck you know what fuck it i don't care there's a uh when gmail started oh yeah I, oh god i yeah. picked romeo horsecock at gmail.com yeah and my wife still has that attached to her computer she sent an email to the girl scouts that got sent out through there and the woman fucking flagged it and then replied to my wife i'm sorry you your email just came from this sender and leanne was fucking appalled she was like oh my god just, why would you no, ever pretend it's french romeo horasekok Romeo yeah just be like you can put it on them you can be like no it's actually it's actually rom.eo dude i've uh, thought of so many ways still fucked though i've thought of so many ways to try to connect with my fans in an intimate way so that 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 we can like and i I bought i got a phone i got another phone i got a burner phone yeah and i got a burner phone number and i was like i'm gonna give this phone number out so that i can do like a mass text to my fans yeah and then they can call and if i'm around that phone and it's on and i'm drinking late night someone calls i'll answer them we'll talk and rogan immediately goes horrific idea yeah i was already goes joe didn't you do that for a second he goes i sure did that is the worst idea in the world and i said really he goes yeah bert because for all those it's not it's not the normal ones that are gonna phone you no it's not it's not a fucking father of twos like (laughs) hey man going through some shit with child child rearing i feel like i'm not connecting with my daughters man you want to talk no it's the fucking (laughs) lunatics that's like what's up fat fuck what's up fat fuck and that's all they want to do is just verbally abuse you get verbally abused back and he's he goes bert you know who's gonna call the most the people that hate you and i was like really he goes do not give that phone number out i was so tom was like i wish you hadn't said anything because i was so close to being like the new number is 818 yeah oh but i can't imagine that yeah like i like interacting with my fans on the levels that when i go out and fucking meet them and stuff and i'm just shit on instagram man the only thing i've done is your instagram yeah yesterday i did uh i just did my running commentary of the uh, the most American thing I've ever seen in my fucking life, which is on the morning of 4th of July, there's a hot dog eating contest, which is played on a sports channel. ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, who on won? Joey Chestnut? Yeah, of course Kobayashi? he did. Yeah, of course he did. Dude, uh, Joey fucking- Chestnut. But yeah, uh, he was, he was and I have no idea why I know any of this information. Uh, he became very close. Yeah. See, I just can't. I've just got shit Instagram. I'm just no. Okay. I'm, Here's my here's my take on Instagram, okay? Yeah. Here's my artistic take on Instagram. Stories are fucking awesome. They are, but I just for me, my problem with stories is 
is at what point do you become so, or what point do I become somebody that's just coming up with content for the sake of coming up with content? No, 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 no. This is how I use stories, okay? This is my two cents. My life is out there. I, 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 I can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Mm -hmm. I showed my kid, I didn't have any success in the entertainment industry until, you know, until maybe, I don't know. I, I would argue three years ago. Yeah. But, but you could argue, you could, you could say theoretically I was on TV, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, 12 years ago. But I, when social media showed up, I used it like every human being yeah. where I was like, this is our, my family on vacation. It wasn't for fans. I didn't have any fans. I had like a thousand, 1300 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And so I just put it out for like my families and my friends that I grew up with to check out. And then, and then once things started taking off, I was like, oh my, I've already put my kids out there. So I look at stories. I believe stories are best when they're unet, like you don't, don't overthink them and you tell an arc. So like, say, say, uh, like, what are you doing tonight? Uh, tonight is Kai's birthday. So we'll be going out for okay. perfect. Yeah. So this is how I would, this is what I would do personally. I wouldn't do any stories today. I mean, you maybe do a story as we leave yeah. on your phone, Yeah. but then I do a story where you're like, all right, we're in Los Angeles. It's Kai's birthday. We're going out hard. Uh, let's hope he makes it to the night. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah, then, then as you guys are getting ready, Kai's going to, Kai, are you excited about tonight? Yeah. Cut to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then maybe a joke, right? Like a, like a, not, not like a setup, but like something fun, humorous. Mm. And then cover the night. But but make it a story arc. Make it like a beginning, middle, and end. And, yeah. And 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 just use stories that way. That's when it's most active. I don't always do it that way. But like like Fourth of July was a good arc for me. Woke up early and I made a, a pizza casserole. Yeah. I took over leftover pizzas. I chopped up into little bits. Put it in a casserole dish. Poured egg, six eggs and a cup and a quarter of milk over it. I'm fucking sorry. What is this meal? Uh. The pizza it is casserole. So fucking good. I do not doubt for a second, but just once again, this is the most American thing I've ever. So leftover pizza. We had we had leftover. We had six. We had a lot of. We had, I actually ended up using nine. Uh, it's not on my stories anymore. Are you logged in as me? I'll show you what it looks like. I'll see if I can. So 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 it's just again. This is the thing I found most amazing about the hot dog eating contest was I was thoroughly getting fucking into it. Oh, yeah. All of this, uh, all of this done in a country that's got uh, no free healthcare. This okay here. The, uh, Take the audacity. This. <laughs> this is this is what it came out to be. Okay, why it's no longer available. Wonder why. Um. Anyway, but, but so it's what just I did, left what I, I took. We had we had two leftover pizzas. One pepperoni and one tomato and uh tomato, basil and or tomato spinach and garlic. Yeah. So I I took them and I chopped them up into like inch sized pieces. Yeah. I I. Mixed them all up in this casserole dish, whipped together. I think I used nine eggs and a cup and a half of milk. Poured that over them, let it soak in into the dough, into the bread. Yeah. Then put mozzarella and and parmesan cheese on top of that. Put it in the oven, and it baked like a cash like a like a morning casserole. Yeah. I then cut it into slices, and it was out of this fucking world. It was one of the greatest things I've ever had. So now here's where that here's where we get to the business part of it. In my head, I go, food always plays big on Instagram. Anyone, anyone, you show a picture of you grilling something, you're getting 100,000 likes. Yeah. You show a picture of a steak. My buddy's got a, an account that's just strictly, it's called the Steak King. That's all he does. Yeah. So I go, 
guys, I just came up with a brilliant idea. I'm making a pizza cats roll. And then that's one part of the story. Then I cut and I go, I, and then I show it all cut and in the thing, this is this, this is steak King. Um, and then I go, and then, and then I poured it in. I showed a shot of that. Then I baked it. I pulled it out, showed a shot of that. Yeah. I showed a shot of us eating it. Yeah. And then that's, and then, and, and then the end of the story arc is you in hospital in cardiac arrest <laughs> for the fact that you literally cut up pizza and put fucking eggs in it. It was so bog. We have we have some left over. I'll give you a little slice, please, and you're do. gonna fucking love it. I'm, great. And so and so, and then and then I go. We're going to parade. So then I start another arc, right? But the technical arc in my head. So if you're doing like a, a movie, you've just got a bunch of arcs. Yeah. So yeah. if you can look at Instagram stories as arcs, like. Hey guys, I'm doing this. Here's the event of the day. Yeah, and then that way you're not on Instagram stories all day long. You're not using it all day long. You're not like just like, and by the way, I've done this a lot, but you're just like Instagram is storing meaningless shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I do that. And then I think what else is really good on Instagram stories is to have a thing, a couple things. You know, like I always make fun of Tom. I always yeah. challenge Joe. Uh, I always get in my pool and give a shout out to Joe Coy. Like yeah. there's a few things that I yeah, love doing. Things. Oh, I think maybe because me, I need to be, I do need to be better with my social media. What's, and this is why, so, this is why. And, and it, don't think about the business. Fuck the business part of it. Fuck the fact that it'll help you sell tickets. Fuck all that. Yeah. Here's why is I'd like it. Like that, that's all. I'd like it. And, and guess what? Ari would also like it. Yeah, and fine. like your friends would like it. And if your friends would like it, your fans would love it. And it's a way uh, to stay connected. And it's, but anyway, it's just, it can be bad too. Like that's like my buddy, Sean Patton has a hard time doing I it. Love Sean Patton, unless he's listening, in which case, fuck you, Sean Patton. Yeah. He has but, a hard time doing it because he overthinks it. And sometimes he'll be like, literally we were in Utah skiing and he was like, like I watched him work on one story for about 30 minutes and just one recording. Mm. And I go, Sean, just fucking record it. Yeah. Like don't. And he was like, I know, but it, it just seems like too forced. I go, let it be forced. It's uh, a you're putting the camera to your face. Yeah. Okay. Like I would love to see you and Kai's night tonight. I would love to I would love to wake up tomorrow morning as I just, as I do. Yeah. I go through my news. Yeah. I go through my uh Twitter mentions. Uh I go onto Instagram. Check it. And I check, I'll scroll and I'll flip through the top until I find someone I because I follow a lot of people, but I find someone I like, like Nikki Glazer, Jim Norton, uh Adam Greentree, Bobby Kelly, Luis J. Gomez. Um like sadly i skip rogan and tom because all they do is promote stuff yeah, like yeah. that's all they it's just tour dates so i like I, I mean i'll check joe's every now and then every now and then you get a good like steak and jalapeno one from uh, him like if he just came back from a hunt then you know his in stories will be good be yeah, 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 yeah 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 but for the most part his is just tour dates which uh, is fine by the way the other the upside is instagram stories when you do the swipe up yeah that is that is that connection with your fans that conversation where they go i mean i I would put on tour dates and just put it there. And then you'd look and you'd go, uh, 10,000 people interacted with this tweet. That's 10,000 people that bought tickets. Yeah. That's 10,000 people that went to your website, burberbert.com. From so, the... So that's what I would say. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll do that tonight. We'll try and get better. And then also, it would be great to also do the... Well, I know it's fully being recorded anyway, but the Instagram story of our day drinking session on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll, so. I'll definitely do a day. And, uh, and then, and then the aftermath of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's i really enjoy i really enjoy the i'm not a book guy okay uh, like I, I never been able to read really great 
or speak for that matter but um <laughs> but uh but i really enjoy visual mediums and audio audio uh, mediums so like i love podcasts i love audiobooks i love youtube i love instagram twitter is not for me like i i wrote a tweet i wrote a tweet today and then i went fuck it i'll just try it in my act i was uh i love i love earthquakes Man, the earthquakes here, I have never. So I've always heard about the fucking LA earthquakes and stuff, right? We had an earthquake yesterday, if you're listening. And one 6.6. Six. It threw me off my skateboard. Did I was it? on my skateboard in the parade, and I got thrown off my skateboard. I fell off my skateboard. When it started, I went, what is going on? Like, I'm having a hard time standing on my skateboard. Yeah. Am I having a brain tumor? And then I got thrown off it. It's a fucking weird feeling, because it's kind of like... Because it lasted way longer than I thought. I don't know why I thought earthquakes were like thunder and lightning, where it was just, ah, there you go. Just yeah. God fucking with you, being like, ah, fuck you all. <laughs> but it's like, it's like he's fucking swelling wine around. It was 20 mm. seconds, like to the point where I audibly said to God, I was like, this is an earthquake. And he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, that's why the house is moving. And then Natalie came through and I was like, this is an earthquake. And she was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I should not be able to have like a normal conversation. Like if a tsunami arrives, at no point would I be being like, oh, look, it's a tsunami. Ah, yeah. yes. So it is. It's a tsunami. And here comes the tornado. It's a panic, fear-inducing thing where you run in the opposite direction. Whereas in an earthquake, there's nowhere to run. You just stick it's it like out. It's like it's the earth that's Dude, doing it. I've been in a few earthquakes. Uh, what do you do? I, Oh yeah, uh, yeah I know. But, but I've been in a few earthquakes, and I, my wife, my wife was in one when we didn't have the pool. She was outside walking the dogs, and uh, like the dogs she, go mental before dogs it. Dogs go crazy. They, Priscilla hunkered down. She put her paws out like this and squatted. Mona started barking, but Leanne was outside. She said it was beautiful. She said the trees. She was. In, I think it was a bigger one, and she said the trees went like. Shh. And the ground moved beneath their feet. She was like, it was almost like a spiritual moment. I, on that exact same earthquake, ran into my daughter's room naked, going, <laughs> everyone under the table. Dick <laughs> bouncing with every word. My daughters, all my daughters missed the yeah, earthquake. They yeah. missed it entirely. Yeah. They All they were was like, dad's vagina. That was all they yelled. <laughs> so, but yeah, the earthquake yeah. yesterday threw me off my skateboard. But what, what, how did we get into earthquakes? Oh, we were talking about, uh, I can't remember. Oh, I wrote a joke today about earthquakes. Oh, there you go. Joke was, I love earthquakes. I love earthquakes. Um, oh, I fucking wish I... Now I don't remember the wording now. I love earthquakes because it immediately levels the playing field on cleanliness in my house. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm a mess. Your shit's all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, the, the house is a mess yeah. today. Yeah, earthquake this morning. Real yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. I'm the pig. Who's... Whose dishes are on the fucking counter? Yeah, yeah. Smashed and everything. We're our, all scum now. The only thing that moved in our house was our um, where we keep our all our medicine and vitamins and yeah. drinks and like that all collapsed in on itself. Oh no, the most important part of the house. I know. Where I keep my Xanax and my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> That's awful. God, it was a fucking close See, call. See, we don't really get like you, natural disasters over here. Is so common because like you guys, you guys get tornado. First of all, earthquakes are things I've only ever heard about or seen on the news tornadoes i've only ever heard about the same them on tornadoes the are the worst natural disaster <coughs> out there are in they? my opinion have oh. you been in what i mean I, I yeah, know yeah i've been one. in a tornado i've been in a couple tornadoes um, what's so bad about it? they're just they're just they destroy everything it, it i think they're unpredictable they just show up we had a tornado in tampa when i was in probably 1979 1978 mm. i was a kid and 
and you're on the road and all of a sudden there's a fucking tornado and it flipped a fucking car and you're just like the fuck like there's no hiding from it they show up in the middle of the night like you're just sound asleep and a tornado just shows up and you're asleep and your house just gets ripped apart and you get thrown in the air well this hurricanes is aren't that bad and now by the way i grew up in florida so when i say hurricanes aren't that bad i never i never dealt with a category five mm. hurricane i only had hurricane parties where it's like Topical storm uh, Elena's coming in. Well, it's like every time uh, we get, because obviously you hear about the tornadoes and the, uh, the the hurricanes that happen over here and the earthquakes and stuff, and obviously all the damage uh, that they do, which in the rest of the world, we're just, because none of, none of your houses are made out of brick. No. Which, is, is, uh, I don't know whether it's, <laughs> yeah. but it, like you, everything's made out of fucking wood. Like, and it's, to the rest of the world, we're just like, have none of you... Like heart of the three little pigs has like has the story yeah. of the three little pigs never made it to America because every time there's a natural disaster, which I know you can't fucking is that prevent. the 1979? Is that the, that's the one? Yeah. See, see if any of those things had been made of stone, yeah, they would still be there because guys on his fucking horse. The yeah you, yeah, but you guys have to deal with uh, with refugees. We don't have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then also, ma'am. Dude, yeah, natural disasters. My daughter Isla is terrified of natural disasters. Yeah, I mean, terrified. even the, the name of them's not great. Oh, like it's just it's uh, tornadoes are something that are in fucking horror movies. Like the, the worst type of weather we get in a man, the worst type of weather we get in Scotland is occasionally there's a heat wave and none of us know how to fucking deal with it. Like, I know, but when I say heat wave, I know in your head you're like, oh, like like weeks, like three days, like three days where it's above thirty degrees. Wow, in Scotland. you know, heat waves. Heat waves kill a ton of people in like New York and Chicago. Oh, like they kill Scottish people, but not for the reasons you think. It's just because we're just like we've got it's sunny for the next three days, so I'm obviously not working. I'm going to day drink in the sun and not hydrate because hydration yeah. is never important. And then I'm going to walk into the middle of a road. Like oh. that's like the sun kills a lot of people in Scotland, but never directly. Just <laughs> like the sun comes out and we all go this old lasts for three days it's our version of the purge the three days that the sun comes out in scotland <laughs> oh it's called taps half weather right it's it, taps so it's so you, you're don't, you don't have to tell me <laughs> are you fucking kidding me oh, did they yell it in a glasgow taps half no i've by the way you're saying tarp right no tap tap is in top tap, oh, oh they taps off oh this is me this is can you play the audio of this this is on fox <laughs> This is the greatest day of my life. Two Kingsville, second games. I've had two cold beers. I got an Uber driver, a.k.a. my wife for having me home. Listen, you're doing great, guys. Tarps off for the boys. Tarps off for the boys. I got your back. Tarps off. Tarps was tarps. That's a Canadian thing. Oh. Canadians say tarps off for the boys. Tarps off for the boys. They we get they, tarps they, off for the lads. They do. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's what we say. Tarps off for the lads. I thought you were saying tarp because I was. there was a video of this guy just causing this video made me laugh so fucking hard. Mm. I just saw it one day and then I was in Canada and they kept saying, uh, you know, after the show to do a meet and greet, they go, can we do tarps off? And I go, huh? Yeah. And they're like tarps off. And I was like, yeah, tarps off. Sure. Yeah, and and then, I didn't know what the fuck that was. And then there was this video. Just type in tarps, tarps off for the boys and see what comes up, Halston. This video made me giggle so fucking hard <laughs> because the guy's not even joking. He's being serious. Uh, no. Oh, later. Later. Can it keep going down? Keeps going down. If I outviewed this guy, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, Jesus devastating. Christ. You ruined that the thing sucks. that you swore to protect. 
Oh, fuck, man. Oh, this guy was so fucking funny. Just try tarps off and see what it says. Oh, that bums me out. Fuck. I ruined the thing I loved. You did it. I can't even find the thing I love now. Oh, Oh, fuck me. Put it in Google search. Put it in Google (laughs) search. It might not be on YouTube. This is going to break my fucking heart. Well, that's like, you know what that is? That's complete and total plagiarism. It's only me. If it, well, it's still on oh, no, to do again, do again. Tarps off for the boys. Oh, oh there he is. There he is. Matthew Bovee on. Okay. This is, this made me laugh so fucking hard. Okay. You got to turn the volume up. Okay, start it over, start it over. Decided to go tarps off for the boys. <laughs> like, they're doing, they're doing legit interviews. And they, a lot colder, and then uh, it kind of warmed up, got heat wave, so decided to go tarps off for the boys. <laughs> okay, cut it out. It just made me laugh so fucking hard that they're doing hockey interviews. And he goes, I thought the weather would be a little colder, so I decided to go tarps off for the boys. It made me laugh so fucking hard. I just want a legend in the fucking background. They made me go tarps off for the boys. I could not stop laughing. I watched that a million times, and I was like, tarps off for the boys. And so then when I did, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was uh, in Slater Kenny or Mm. whatever that letter Kenny. Yeah, I've heard that's excellent. Not watched any of it. It really is great. It really is great. I've heard it's fine. I can always tell when something when a TV show is good when people start making fucking memes about it, and I'm like, whatever this is, I need to get on board with it. It is so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I got stuck watching it in Canada. It was just on TV, and I was and there was nothing in Canada on TV. And I was there for a weekend in like Calgary. Oh yeah. And I started watching it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, oh, it's so fucking good and i was i was and then i got obsessed with it so is it a canadian show it's a canadian show and it's like two guys who are just dry as fuck and i think they live with two sisters yeah and the sisters always date fucking meatheads and the meatheads always show up and these guys are two steps play play like a slate this perfect just play a little bit of letter kenny this these are the two guys nice onesie you come in men? Oh, I think you come in men enough for all of us. <laughs> you better come in my... I mean, you better come up... I think you better come say that to his face, you fucking hicks. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Hey, I heard about your breakup, buddy. She's a sweetie for what, uh, five years, right? Oh, uh, you're a uh, high school sweetie, right? What's it to you? I heard you cheated on you, buddy. That's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. It's too bad that she taught you not to fight anymore, buddy. Because that's a fight on site for you and her new guy, buddy. Quite life for life, bro. Maybe if you'd ever been in a real fight, you might not be so keen for another. What'd you say? You heard me. Oh, my spitter. Tarts off, boys. I did it. I hate that this... Trump the brakes. You take your shirt off and leave your sunglasses on. What sort of backwards fucking pageantry is that? I hate that this doesn't catch up, Alston. Stop it. It's killing me. It's killing me. It's so fucking good, though. Because they're oh. just they're just smarter than the room. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. every scenario, and but they don't look smarter for the room. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, it's fucking excellent. How many seasons is it? I have no idea. I I watched. I've seen that. I that was. I think that was the episode I saw on yeah. TV. And then you're just like I'm in love. Yeah. With and this. when he said uh, when he said something about oh you're gonna take your shirt off but leave your sunglasses on <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was just fucking <laughs> oh that's but yeah I uh, I don't know what the fuck. 
Tops off. Tops off for the boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just a massive thing in Scotland whenever the fucking sun comes out because it's such a rare fucking thing that uh, the city's fucking stops because people don't go into work because they're like it's the day the sun's fucking out we're not i wonder if we could do a podcast outside day Just, drinking yeah day drinking outside maybe we'll have a cigar oh fuck yeah yeah there we'll you do it out here we'll do it, do it there. i'll be sure to bring my fucking shorts and then when if it gets dark if you get I too hot you just jump in the pool or come just back podcast yeah we'll just do it fucking. maybe we'll do an maybe we'll do an outdoor we'll rearrange it we'll get the table from over there and we'll do it right over here under the tree and we'll have our we'll have his fucking cooler cooler my daughters dress as uh, as cocktail waitresses <laughs> i mean i feel like it's definitely becoming illegal now uh what was the shot we decided on i don't know i don't know maybe because we, we got to fireball and we said we couldn't do fireball because fireball brings a basically fireball gives me ptsd yeah me too like it's just it, it just takes me back to uh times in my life uh when uh you know i had stds and uh just you know <laughs> yeah. i'm living my life but just you know just burning all over the body not just in the in, in the in the upstairs orifice uh tequila is always a bitch here's the problem with america though not the problem the great one of the great things your shot sizes are so different to the uk you guys have littler shots yeah because because we drink ourselves to death and because yeah. uh because again because we because we have uh free healthcare so because the government provides our healthcare they're like hey stop it because it's costing the government money to keep you alive they put limits on you that's why they show me whereas in america they don't they're like you can drink as much as you want it's your fucking money healing yourself for the same reason oh that God, lime that is fucking so eye-opening but it's the same reason why a- you've got lime scooters over here lime scooters will net these scooters will never exist ever exist in the uk because people will get injured on them and that'll be a trade on the nhs whereas they can ad- exist here because Fuck you! Do your own. Health. I almost killed a guy on the line on that lime scooter today. Yeah, I was try. I was turning onto the street by my house, like turning on. I'm going down a fucking major avenue and turning onto my street. So I look. I don't see anyone. I, I mean, there's no one. I have my blinker on. Yeah. There's no one crossing it. Yeah, he is flying down the sidewalk on a scooter, oh, and then cuts off the sidewalk onto that street to get onto the major street. Dude, I saw a guy going down Santa Monica. In the middle of Santa Monica on a lime scooter, I go, bro, use your fucking... I won't ride a motorcycle in LA. Yeah. And you're going to get on a some silent of the worst, scooter. Yeah. Some of the... What are the, the little ding, ding, bell. Like, it's not going to make a fucking difference. My that daughters will never ride one of those scooters. Never, ever will they ride one of those scooters. Uh, that being, I've been, me and Kai have been using them all the time because we have God complexes and, of course, we can't die. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. That How much fun is Los Angeles when you got those scooters? I came to Los Angeles when you had to rent a car. It's uh, it's it's it, we did it first of all. We did fucking edibles in Austin, and then got on the uh, lime scooters there. And just me and Kai oh, was been like afterwards. We were like that was definitely not safe in any oh way, shape, or form. Oh god! But, but it was only you know it's only our own lives that we were taking into. Uh, oh god, this is going to be deaths in it. Oh, these are. Oh, I, I just. That, and that guy comes out laughing. It's, it's just going to be the death. Oh, of, please say this turns into a fight with the short shorts. And the two fucking cholos. Uh, I don't need to see this. Yeah, no, I, th- I yeah, I can, I can imagine what people fucking go through. Uh, that being said, I'm still absolutely going to use one. I can't. Here's the thing: when I'm sober, I'm like, I'm like, there's not. I should not even even sober. I should not be on this fucking lime skirt. This is a no. dangerous. You shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't. Yeah. And then it's, I'm drunk, and I'm like, well, no, it's it's a it's a horrible fucking idea. But mm, people- but the reason it exists is because. 
You take it to because America is the land of suing. Same reason people are addicted to opioid opioids. Because yeah. it says that when you run a profit uh, based healthcare system, yeah, health is not the priority. All right, so we're on for Sunday, right? We're on for absolutely for Sunday. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. And then uh, I've never met Kai. You have not. The thing is, you've not met each other yet. You've both heard of each other for years and years and years yeah. this is why I'm so excited for this to be such a it could go horribly wrong again I'm going to have to stand there I'm like the first some thing I'm going to say is you don't like Muslims do you <laughs> <laughs> man he'll just be like well I mean, she was annoying today so no actually <laughs> uh, well uh, I'm going to have to say they're like a translator for most of it because it's basically I think the first 30 minutes will be great you guys are going to head to off then we'll start drinking his accent will start to slip your accent will start to slip and then it's just going to be me just being like this weird fucking version of the UN oh, this is, I haven't done a drinking podcast in a long time oh well those are my biggest very, back in the day those were my biggest yeah because I would say I say have fucking anything. I say fucked up shit I say fucked up shit a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, definitely on a podcast. I've always, I think it's gotten, I, I think I've gotten better about it, but um, I just started a podcast with Segura and I am, something about me being around him, mm. just, he makes me giggle and I just, and I just end up talking reckless around him. Yeah, yeah And yeah. so I'm already not anticipate, but I, but I, those drinking podcasts, this is back when you didn't think anyone would yeah. hear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's just for fun, yeah. Dude, so when, when we started doing Rogan's podcast back like fucking, what, 10 years ago or whatever, you would say the most fucked up shit in the world. Yeah. Thinking no one will ever hear this. Because, because that's the thing as well. When you're fucking comedians, a lot, the thing is, when people get called out for what they say on fucking podcasts because you have to understand what most comedians are used to which is the only time you can ever make most other comedians laugh is to say something that shocks them oh, right God, yeah. because nothing shocks us like it's it, it's we're immune to all these types of comedy the thing that makes us laugh is things we don't expect and the thing you don't expect to hear is something that's so horrific that nobody would ever fucking say it that's what the jokes are yeah. and then the danger is you go on these podcasts where you're speaking to friends who, you, who you're used to saying and, 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 and you can't, in front of, we can't offend each other we, can, we cannot talk yeah if I and if I could offend any of my friends, they wouldn't be my friend anymore. Because like, if I honestly thought that I could say something and then Kai would be like, wow, did you mean that? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like, yeah what's what? wrong with you? Now you're offending me. Yeah, why? You think I meant that? What kind of dick are you that you think I meant any of the horrible things I said? And then we're in this world where, because you're in a greater position than me, where your fans are so fucking cool, right? Your fans know you. They know what you, th you say. They know their fucking jokes. All it fucking takes is for one person to listen to the wrong fucking podcast, find one bit they disagree with, and cut out the other two hours of the podcast, yep. this one bite-sized fucking bit, and then here, come and defend yourself. It's like, no, you went out of your way to get hit by that. Here's the here's the the one saving grace is I've I've been making the sausage one way in podcasting, mm. and that is uh unedited, unfiltered, um, reckless, and and at times like, oh, that was fucked up, but if I change doing it that way, then the actual people that are listening, the yeah. actual people that are coming to my shows, the actual people that are buying merch and supporting me or following me on Instagram, they'd stop yeah. doing that and I'd lose my fan base. Because so I'm kind of in a nice place where I go, oh, this is how I do the thing I do. Hmm. And it, it offends you and you never listen to it, but now you caught hmm. onto it. Yeah. I hate to say this, I'm not going to apologize, and I'm going to keep doing it this way because the people that are listening like it this way. Yeah. You can't, can't, you cannot cancel me if you weren't a fan before. Yeah. Like if my fans come out and go, "Hey, you said this thing, and we don't like that," I'd go, "Fuck, right? Okay, I, I've, I've missed the mark." There. I've had fans. I've had fans hit me up. 
I have had fans hit me up and go, hey, man, you said something on this podcast that was a little fucked up. You may want to like rethink it, and, I, and I'll rethink it, and I'll go, hey, man, I really appreciate yeah. you DMing me that. And it comes from a nice place. It's not them yelling at you. It's them going, hey, just so you know, like I've had, me and Kai have spoke about things on the podcast, which obviously we don't know much about, because that's what fucking podcasting is. It's yeah. fucking two blokes talking shit. And we'll go over something, and then someone will go, hey, here's an article I think you should read, or hey, I belong to that sort of group you made fun of. I know you were joking, but just in case you want to educate yourself. I love which that. Is such I a, love that. W- such a better way than going, hey, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck. If you start yelling at me immediately, in what world am I going to change to appease you? The first port of call I've ever had with you is you yelling in my face. Here's, fucking, here's the news. I don't want to appease you because you're too overly aggressive. Dude, you're too... I- I got in trouble in Australia recently. Oh, I saw you got in trouble, but I didn't know what for. I told this. I told a, a story that I told on Conan that went viral, it was, and it was very positively received in America. I told it in Australia, oh, and it was well. about my daughter's periods, and and people were. By the way, it was two people online that were offended. Am I being dead serious? Yeah. It was two people online and offended, and then the one of the hosts of the show. There's like four hosts on this show. One, the old man got offended because he's fucking 80 and he doesn't he's 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 80 and by the way i don't think aborigines got their rights until the 80s in oh, australia, yeah, australia. Yeah, yeah, so there was a solid 40 years of his life where he was saying like didn't even see them as human yeah and yeah. so like so don't come at me that you got offended you fucking archaic stereotype of racism yeah, yeah properly fuck you yeah because i'm talking about women's report like Reproductive rights oh, so or whatever it was, the fuck. It was the period party. Period stuff. party, yeah. yeah. And so, two right. people got offended. Here's what, now. This is the Tom Segura. Uh, this is the Tom Segura way of doing business, right? It everything affects me. It does. Everything will affect me ultimately. Nothing affects Tom. Does not affect Tom. He is ice cold, ice water in his veins. When he got in trouble with Netflix over his last special, t- and now he's doing the Take It Down tour. Yeah. He don't even play it. Don't even pull it down. Pull it down. Take this guy out of the fucking shot. So. Um, people came at him yeah, and he replied to them in a very comic way for his fans to get a kick out of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one lady got upset and, and put a very nasty thing out on Twitter about me and I'm not funny and I'm, I'll never be funny. I, and this, this is crude and, and dot, whatever you're, whatever it was. And I just, in my head, I was like, I just wrote back, Hey, how about a follow though? And she <laughs> And then, and then, of course, everyone just piled on her. Yeah. And then another lady wrote something. They there were two things. I don't know what the fuck we're talking. Anyway, I knew that if I if I backtracked on a joke, yeah, I would lose every single one fan of the fans I had. Because if the- I was like, if I was like, if I came out and did a public apology, hey guys, I was a little crass on the project, and I apologize. It. It, does, I got to be honest with you. I, it doesn't represent thinking. me or my character or what I believe in. I thank you for your messages of uh, support. Uh, please respect my family's privacy at this time as I try to become a better person. Blah, 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 blah. Bend the knee. Yeah. Y- y- all you got to do is do your thing, stay in your lane, right. and go, I do comedy. By the way, I have a lot more aggressive stories than that that are coming on my next special. Yeah. It is, fuck, when I say reckless, I Dave Chappelle I, I I think I got the word reckless from him. Yeah. He said we have a we have a we have a obligation to speak reckless as comics. Yeah. Just, what? Okay. He said we have an obligation to speak reckless, and I went, yeah, we do. That's our thing. Like, if we don't talk fucked up, yeah, who else is going to? Yeah. And by the way, when I say fucked up, I'm talking about all my friends that are anti-Trump. You need to say that, and all my friends that are 
alt alt right or very conservative, you need to keep talking. And yeah. then and then all the friends in the middle, I want to hear everyone talk. Yeah, I like that shit. And and it's what you said. You got to pull from different circles it's, it's the amount of comedians that go in there and they go hey so i'm i'm a i'm a fucking left-wing comedian you go cool you're a left-wing comedian i'm a i'm I, I i'm a comedian that happens to be sort of left-wing i want right-wing people in my audience because first of all fuck it it doesn't matter if we disagree on shit we can still laugh at the same oh, stuff bro, i have a joke right now where i go i'm gonna offend both sides and celebrate both sides there was a point where in the joke i would say hey guys I got both sides of the, I got both types of Americans in this room yeah. and they both deserve to laugh. And by the way, it's like, that's the way, I don't know. Well, I, I think it's getting to the point now where everything in the world is so fucking divisive that annoyingly it's, it's now come down to comedians where I think that we have to start being, you know, being the glue in some way with society. I agree. And, I, and like I, by the way, just, I think, I think we're going to stop this conversation yeah. because we're going to pick this up on sun, Sunday. Yeah. But I believe the cancel culture and the outrage mafia, yeah. I believe that is disappearing. Oh, yeah, it's done. They've they've gone too far. Uh, I absolutely agree. They've done it too much now <coughs> that even the even the people on their own sides on both sides are going, oh, for fuck's sake, this, this is, is embarrassing. This is perfect topic for when we're drunk. Let's start with cancel culture. Great, done. And we'll, 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 we'll break down drunk we're gonna break down yeah. kevin spacey uh aziz ansari no, louis ck yeah. we're gonna fucking no. yeah we're, we're, going, we're going to get ourselves canceled <laughs> yeah yeah we probably will I've, I've already come out and said so many good things about louis mm. i like louis he just emailed me the other day I've, he's a friend of mine no, I, um, you know what am i gonna fucking it's you know what you know who else did that bill burr they were like hey far, are you gonna fire your manager and he goes no nah, i'm not gonna fire my manager I'm a fucking yeah, guys. That's why I said Kevin Spacey. Austin. Uh, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Spacey was they, one that I don't think any of us can or should stand up for necessarily. Kevin Spacey was such a good actor, though. <laughs> he was, he was, he was, and that's why he acted I mean, he innocent such, for years. He was such a good actor. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I, my, I kept saying a joke about Kevin Spacey where I was like, I was like, I just once want to hear him get to the podium for his apology because mm. you know his apology was so fucking monoscopic of like of like. It was like, guys, don't worry. I got this. I'm Kevin Spacey. I've been hitting homers for the last fucking 20 years. No one questions me. Yeah. I would wanted him so badly to go, hey, guys, I tried to fuck a kid. I didn't fuck him. Yeah. I tried. We've all been there, right? And just watch everyone go, what the fuck? No, we did not. <laughs> no, you are trying to relate to me on a level that is oh. not relatable. <clears throat> all right. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, From, Sunday, 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 Sunday. Yeah, God, it is like a fucking NFL thing. This Sunday coming live. Three it's gonna be, alcoholics. It's gonna be blast. We're gonna figure out. We're gonna figure out the accommodations of where we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna figure out the cocktails, the food, and then every now and then we'll do a jump in the pool, come out, jump in the pool, and then just fix the world while drunk. And we'll fix the world. We'll fix the world, baby. Hey, uh, you're, you're Daniel Daniel, Daniel Sloss. Uh, tour dates are all at www.danielsloss.com. Dot com. Awesome, brother. Hey, thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me again, buddy. Fuck yeah. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.